at JCPenney's Memorial Day sale, sizzling deals are on with storewide doorbusters all weekend. Or bring home savings up to 50% during our Memorial Day home sale. Save even more with your coupons. And for all former and active military personnel, enjoy an extra 10% off in-store. Just show a valid military or VA ID at checkout. Shopping is back. JCPenney. Coupon valid on select styles through 530. Some exclusions apply. Doorbusters valid 526 through 530 and excluded from coupons. See store or jcp.com for details. Blog Talk Radio.
Hello, welcome to La Costa Nostra Radio. We are a poetry family located at allpoetry.com. And I'd like to thank Kevin and the crew for giving us a place to call home. We believe in freedom of speech. However, not all of the views and opinions on the show by the guests and poets are reflective of La Costa Nostra ownership and management and are of their own free will. Enjoy this La Costa Nostra program. Hello. This is LCN Radio. I'll be your host tonight, Raj. And uh, we're a family located at allpoetry.com, which is the largest website in the world for poetry, founded by Kevin Watts, my uh, co-host tonight for this public poetry reading would be uh, the ever lovely Boo. Yeah, Are you hey, there? What's up? Hello, Boo. I'm here. Hello, Raz. Glad to see you here tonight. <laughs> Off the screeners, everything not going viral. All depends <laughs> on how much information you want out there on yourself. What's going to the mainstream, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, how have you been, Boo? <laughs> I've been fine. Happy Easter. Happy Easter, everybody. Okay, yeah, some boring questions. Easter Sunday. Mm-hmm. Good. Someone wishes everyone a happy Easter. So, why don't we bring in some of the callers on the line? One of our guest callers, uh, he's a new host here. I think uh, anyone... Might be able to recognize him by now. Corey, you hear me? How's it, Corey's how's it going, brother? You Corey's addicted Buddy? now. <laughs> yeah. I am addicted. I'm not going to lie. I'm loving this. I've literally found another oh, family. That makes me so happy. Oh, that's so cute. That's, that's great. <laughs> that's what I'm here. I'm very glad you're here. How you doing, boo? Thank you so much. How you doing, boo? Good. Yeah, good. How are you? We're glad you're here. Uh, I'm glad to be here as well. How am I doing? Uh, I'm still quite tired. I, in the last three days, I've had about ten hours sleep. I feel you. <laughs> so, Sounds about my average weekend too. About three hours a day. Yeah, three or four. <laughs> but guess what? After tonight, we you have the rest of the week off. Then you'll be missing it. I wonder. <laughs> I want to say yay, but I'm actually going to say shit. I wish I wasn't having the time off. I'm enjoying this too much. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you stick to blogging. Once you do it a couple of times, it you just is. want to go on blogging. I agree well, with yeah. you there. We have another caller. <laughs> you are muted. Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, how are you? How you doing tonight? Oh, good. I'm good. good. I'm great. I'm great. I was invited here my by Boo. And yeah, this is my friend from Clubhouse. Yes, yes, I just wanted to come in and um, share with you guys. You know, um, it's a it's a lovely to be. It's the first time I've been on Blog Talk in a while since I've had my own show on Blog Talk for a while. And um, yeah, it's uh, awesome here. Um, I don't know. What are you guys ready for today? Um, do you want to hear some uh, love, sex, sensual, uh, politics? 
all of you both. What, 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 um, well, I'm when you get around your turn, sir, and we'll hear anything yeah, you want to share on the mic. Can you drop your name again? Tim, it's Tim. Uh, my, He's in our, yes, Tim. my name is Tim. Otherwise, no one is Tim, yeah. Yes, I remember you, Tim. I saw you over at the club. Yeah, I'm glad to have you. Nice to meet you, Tim. We're going to get around to your turn to drop the mic, and you can share whatever you want. But let me welcome the, the rest of the callers onto the line. Sure. All right. Thank you. You're unmuted. All right. <laughs> Next caller. Someone's being shy. Yeah. Hello? Hello. Hello. Hey, Dave. Yeah. Dave. Yeah, it's me. Yes, ma'am. Hi, Dave. How are you? Oh, I'm okay. How are you? Great to hear from you. Yes, sir. Happy uh, Easter. What's that? Oh, Happy thank Easter, you. Dave. Thank you. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I appreciate it. Happy Easter to all you guys, too. <laughs> Happy Easter. Yes. And uh, one more caller invite into the room for now. This one's been waiting. It's uh, Mr. Dennis Allen. Uh-oh. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Dennis. Hi, boo. Something scared you away Hi. forever. Well, uh, don't stay away, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I just keep stalking you. Hello to Raz, and hello to Andrea, if she's listening. She'll be here shortly. Oh, good. So, uh, yeah. happy Easter yeah. to everyone, I too. Away, Dennis. You too, I have Mark to go first on the side because you were on hold the longest. So, uh, yeah. I guess, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to proceed to the commencement of uh, the recital, we should start off now. Yeah. Could we start maybe with Tim just because I don't know how long he has? Um, Red. Well, mm-hmm. all right. Mm-hmm. I was going to I said Dennis was going to go first, yeah, but go maybe with Tim, you know, it, because he, he usually doesn't cough. I guess we could have yeah. him go first. Tim, do you have yeah. your oh, piece right. ready for him? Yes, I'm, I'm here. Um, We're just going to have to listen uh, to it, by the way. I mean, just everybody knows. Can you hear me good? Can you guys hear me good? Yes. Yeah. All right. Hey, hey Clarence um, Day, mate. Hey, Clarence Day. All right. Just all I right. want everybody to know that we're not going to be able to see it, so we're going to have to listen to it. Just I want everybody to know that there's going to be no piece to read. Thank you. Okay, Jim. All right. Um, again, would you guys like something sensual, something like out of this world, or, you know, like what would you guys like? Out of this world. We'll take out of this world. <laughs> okay. Take it out of the world. Thank you, sir. He's going to freestyle this. This is going to be amazing, okay? Um, I'm not going to freestyle, but I'll right. um, give you something that is um, embedded <clears throat> in the spirit. Uh, you, man, what you selling over there? What? What you selling over there? What? I said, what you selling over there? Wait, 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 nigga. Ah. I'm a hustler, but I don't punch rocks on my block, but I'm going to push this poetry nonstop until the soles of my Nike get hot. 
pushing his poetry at night under stage and street lights like Frank Lucas pushed Blue Magic on 116th and Lennox Avenue. And I'm putting my CDs in dead bodies. And I'm shipping them overseas, hoping to awake the Dead Poet Society. I got a variety like dubs, dimes, and two for fives. But the most potent dose is when y'all get it live. And this one, it's going to keep you high for months. It's like flying around the earth twice without refueling once. I am a hustler. And I'm hustling for years to get paid. And I'm, boom, blowing up like a hand grenade with the pin out. Blowing up faster than the Fast and the Furious doing the 360 spin out in a stolen car with the VIN numbers ripped out. I am a hustler. I even hustle for ears in jail while waiting for bail. And for what is worth, praise God, because I hustle for ears in church. And I'm giving them an overdose of the Holy Ghost. Basically, I'm hustling for any ear listening. Like crack pipes, I leave ears fizzling. I can't fail. They're always listening. They don't need no braille. And if you deaf, don't panic, because I can still manage to spit this in sign language. I even sent my poems to Rosetta Stone, so blotty foreigners can take him home. So if you see me on the corner, please don't call the police. I'm just spitting a new piece that's potent. Inhale thoughts and exhale creation like I'm smoking. Clearly, the true drug dealers, they fear me because I spit that truth to the youth. And those telling lies, they won't come near me. And all of y'all listening right now ain't high yet maybe you just can't hear me but i am a hustler boom what y'all selling over there <laughs> oh my god <laughs> what a way to start <laughs> you know that's the whole game of hustling um you want some outside feedback we have uh the panel here and you're welcome yeah. to stay and listen to the public part of the panel. So uh, let's oh, start yeah. off. What do you think of Timmy? Would you rather? Foreman. <laughs> Corey. Sorry, buddy. Um, I wasn't sure if you're talking to me. I apologize. It was, it was really, uh, it was a it was great flow. It came across as obviously it was like a, it was like a rap shoot. Um, it, it, it came across as, Fun, exciting, vigorous. It came across as uh, very, very um, humorous as well. There was a lot of humor in there. And there was a lot of just simply, without obviously saying too much, it came across as if uh, Tim was basically saying, fuck people that don't want to mess with me kind of thing. It it was just really funny. I could... I could uh, feel the flow, and I just felt it all the way. I thought it was fantastic. Great, great poem, bro. Oh, man, thank you. You're welcome. uh, That was wonderful feedback. What about you, Mr. Dennis Allen? How do you feel about this piece? Uh, I really enjoyed it. It was refreshingly different, and uh, I like the the change of voice while he was reading it. And uh, he convinced me uh, that he knows the streets and uh, I, uh, I'd i like to read it and uh, read it in person on, on the website because I think there might have been a, a couple of things that I missed, but I really like the, uh, I really like the street language uh and uh, I wondered while I was reading it whether I was being hustled while 
while I was listening and didn't even know it. <laughs> so I, I, I really enjoyed it, uh, and I, I like the, um, I, I like the rhyming, and I like the, uh, the, um, the flavor of the rap in there. Ordinarily, I am not a, a fan of rap at all. Because it's delivered so fast, I can't understand it. But uh, this was uh, a poem that was in the parlance of the 50s and 60s. Very cool, dude. Oh, man. <laughs> Thank you so much. You know, um, I started out as a rapper, and um, I quickly transitioned into a spoken word artist. Um, but what I didn't do was leave my rap abilities out of my spoken word artistry. And um, it give, gave me a different uh, delivery. It gave me a different outlook. It gave me a different perspective. And it also helps me reach the other audiences that are, as far as the youth, um, that probably wouldn't give poetry a second look. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And you know what, Tim, there's no pressure or anything. We're just going to tell you that if you wanted to join our group, you could. It's free. And then we put your poem out um, in, the, in the chat room so all of us can read it, and then we write you a comment. You also get your own page to display your poetry. Just something you could think about. I'll send you the information. It's not required, but some people it's easier for them to, to see it. So if you want to join us, we would love to have you, but I, don't, I won't stalk you just yet. <laughs> oh no, it's all right. It's all right. You know, um, I like to do different things. You know what I mean. Um, I'm not a fan of posting my my work to be read because I'm 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 a performance poet. Um, most mm-hmm. of my work is done on stages and on mics, and um, mm-hmm. you know that part. That's but cool. um, I'm always open to something new. Yeah, I'm glad you're hanging out with us. Either way, thank you. Okay. You're welcome. Uh, we have, you know, a question. Quick question. Is there, yeah. is there a limit to what you can share here? As far yeah, as words uh, or I, what you can share? I don't know. You can only do one piece, but on the site, you can have all your work shared by all the other writers on the site at allpoetry.com. We go okay. like a round, one round, and then if we have more time, then we go a second round, you know? Um, okay. So we have, yeah. Um, am I next to go, Raz, to comment? Wait, we had David Prophet. What do you think of this? I know oh, it's uh, years after your time or, or whatever that was, but, you know. Thanks, how, cool. how about you, Mr. Prophet? How do you feel about this piece? Well, well I liked it. Um, you know what it reminded me of? Um, the, the gentleman has a voice that's real similar to uh, that, that song on Don Henley's album called uh, Garden of Allah. And uh, it kind of reminded me of that a little bit. Um, I liked it a lot. It was really interesting. And uh, uh, I like the, I agree with everybody else, what they said about the uh, the uh, street language in it. It was really cool. Um, fascinating, fascinating storyline in that uh, piece. And uh, I enjoyed the, the humor, kind of a dark humor in it, too. And uh, that was really, really a stellar read and you know i really enjoyed that i thought it was one of the best uh uh poems i've heard in a long time wow thank you you're welcome Mm -hmm. 
you're definitely a fresh new touch of the kind of poetry we're used to. I would agree with David Prophet there. Did you say you, you wanted to go next in the recital? No, I wanted to comment. comment. No, I wanted to comment. Oh, Sorry. the comment, yeah. It's your turn, um, and I'm going to invite Lady A into the room. Okay. You um, remind me of, you know, the old school rappers, like back in the day, you know, like um, Grandmaster Flash and and those old school type artists that did, you could understand them and you understood what they were saying and you got it. And they had something to say, something about society, something about life. They were real. And um, they were on the street corner, like you said there. And um, I just I run DMC, you know, back in the day, just those type of artists. And when you speak, people listen. And you're so fucking creative and on point. It's, I like I can't help but, like, get pumped up. Um, I love what you said about the Dead Poets Society, that you're a hustler. You sure are a hustler with the words. Um, I love how you said the VIN numbers ripped out and how you gave props to the Holy Ghost incredible and then you did an english accent right in the middle like voices were incredible and um the liars don't have to come near you because you are the truth i think you're off the hook incredibly talented i don't think i don't know why you're not no one's ever discovered you but they should great job thank you thank you you know um i've been through a lot you know of uh, i've been doing this for a long time i'll be 50 next year and i've been writing and performing since i was 14 years old and um, mm-hmm. I've had a lot of people sell me bridges they didn't own. I've had briefcases open in front of me with lots of money, but the contract was never right. And, yeah, um, you know, it, time, time, time will come. Time will definitely yeah. come. Well, you're making a yeah. difference as it is inspiring people, really. And, uh, you know, nowadays with the rap and all that, I, a lot of it I can't even understand. That mumble rap bullshit, I don't know what's oh, going no. on. Yeah. I can't understand the reason <laughs> And then, 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 what? I'm like, yeah. Incompetent bullshit. <laughs> you know, I can't understand yeah, it at all. Yeah, definitely. I don't like that either. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I like when there's something to say. I like LL Cool J. That's my baby daddy. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> That's all what it's Thank about. So Motivational <laughs> movement. I'll, I'll go with mm-hmm. Dalton 3030. Here's uh, the next caller. <laughs> Lady A, are you there? I am. I am, and I I just caught the last part of of Kim's um, spoken word, and I have to say that um, I I love the intensity and the enthusiasm of spoken word. It is performance poetry. It is brilliantly mm-hmm. done. Your voice is exceptional, um, which lends a lot of credibility mm-hmm. to what you're saying. I didn't get to hear the whole piece because I just I just called on the last little bit of it, and but what I did hear, there was humor in it. There was um, the rhyme, the cadence that you spoke it with. I thought it was great, and I, I would encourage you to um, continue on. But I think there's a huge difference between, and correct me if I'm wrong, a huge difference between um, rap and spoken word. I, 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 oh, yeah. it, I, you can't even compare them, I don't believe. Um, and with you doing this spoken word, I I can see you on stage with this and and uh, at open mics, and it must go over very very well. Great job. Oh yes, yeah. thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Um, I've gotten a lot. Oh, thank yeah. you guys so much. You know, I've gotten a lot of um, power uh, from audiences. You know. Um, 
I, I remember uh, performing in the Bank Atlantic Center on Mother's Day of 2011, and that was the largest audience I've ever performed in front of. There was 8,000 people in the audience. And, wow. Um, I opened up for uh, an old seven, a couple of old seventies uh, R and B groups, uh, Stylistics, Blue Magics, and Delphonics. Uh-uh. I mean, yeah. Um, it was awesome. It was so awesome, and um, it was emotional at the same time. My mom, I called my mom on the phone while I was on stage, and <laughs> and I had the whole entire crowd say Happy Mother's Day to my mom because my mom was in New York and I was here in Florida. And wow, it was awesome. That's, yeah, it was that's awesome. amazing. There's a, there's, a, there's a wonderful cultural aspect to spoken word as well, I believe. And, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, your, the black culture, I think, is, is uh, uh, inspirational, and, and we can learn a lot from uh, spoken word poetry, and I, I very mm-hmm. much appreciate it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just want to say this really quick. You know, if anyone has watched uh, Karate Kid with uh, Jalen Smith and uh, Jackie Chan, Jackie Chan mm-hmm. said something that was so prominent in that movie. He says, everything you do is kung fu. How you put your clothes on, how you talk to people, how you walk, how you talk, everything is kung fu. This is the same way I feel about this spoken word. Everything I do is spoken word. Everything I I breathe is spoken word. Uh, everything I see is spoken word or what's well because most of the things I write about are my experiences and other people's experiences. So I'm watching people constantly to gain material to write about. And, Excellent. Uh, yeah. Keep mm-hmm. that in your heart as a writer. Everything you do is about writing. The way you eat. Mm-hmm. The way you, yeah. you all of them. Yes. So, um, thank you so much. Thank you guys. You're willing to, uh, you're, uh, you can stay and hang out. You want to comment? Feel free. We'd love to have you. If not, um, sure. You can. Yeah, stay here. And uh, we're going to move on with the recital, Boo. Uh, yeah. After our, our lesson in uh, what you have, Ralph Macherio, Mr. Miyagi, and Kung Fu Panda. Our next uh, read is Dennis Allen. Are you there? Would you like to take the floor, sir? Yeah. We did this performance, you but betcha. it's not the same unless coming from you. I'm glad you want to rectify this on the record, but it sounds like through your voice. I'm here, and uh, that's a tough act to follow. Yeah. (laughs) Um, This is called Indonesian Girl. White blouse and blue skirt, a 20-year-old female across the Celebes Sea 1,500 miles northeast of Jakarta via ferry two weeks, sleeping and living in a sock, urban cramping room rental space, measured few square meters, shared bathroom, squat toilet level with the floor, ceramic hole and flush water ladle, rinse parts and drip dry, Bath tissue, a bad Western habit. Pity, pittance, celery, diet of flour noodles. Parley, skinny, veg, oops, parley, skinny, chicken scraps. 
into a mostly vegetable diet, saving hope, Allah's watching, hoofing it to work, 15 cents buys fried rice lunch, a bit of skinny chicken fat, greasing the grains, the bones carry you where muscles can't. You persisted, planted yourself on a police sergeant uncle, his eight kids crowd, a cement house, braving torrential rain, cleaning smoggy air. Asia has no long lines except boats fishing. No one lines up. It's a pushing, shoving, free-for-all at the box office to see a censored movie. Parents bring me a kindergarten boy whose constant crying is satisfied with mint candy for three years, constant feeding every tooth is decayed black, swollen tonsils and horrendous breath. My advice to parents, take to dentists. Escape to the West, not uttered. My mother-in-law is blessing waters, blessing water from Mecca, infused with her magic and floating jetsam herbal raft, promises cure for patients, nematode worms writhing in lower eyelids, only a hundred rupiah hucksterism. A woman frying chicken, floured hands, reaching into boiling palm oil, stirring the scrawny chicken parts, no spatula tongs or screaming. Roosters bloody from cockfights, no spurs here, only sharp claws. Winners eat losers, filthy money changes hands. End poem. Yes, it's quite that savage type of culture there as to uh, who's going to earn based on uh, all the ways there are of the free markets. But uh, Mr. Allen, I had a personal question for you. I heard that you went to Indonesia. Did that inspire this piece? I I lived in Indonesia for three years and when I was 48, I married a 22-year-old and Stayed married for about 26 years and raised two lovely children, and I speak fluent Indonesian. Why? You want to go there? You go, boy. You want to go there and get a 20-year-old round? I'm trying to clarify some stuff on the record, but but without you. I do. (laughs) Yeah. Go to to Bali. I'm more of a a southern boy type of guy. I'll just stay here in Florida. Anyways, for the offer, Mr. Allen. Anyone would like to comment on this piece next? I believe we had Corey. What do you think? I have to agree with what you said, Raz, in regards. The very first thing I thought of when I was hearing this was the uh, it was definitely some kind of marketplace. There was a lot of uh, things going off, like obviously uh, reading a few things out. There was obviously there was uh, stuff like uh, chicken parts, obviously part of the flea market. Uh, you've got stuff like things like maybe magic tricks going on, uh, talking about children being there as well. There's emotions inside it too. The the final the final verse is what I actually really enjoyed the most because I think this really gives it a proper flea market environment. Roosters bloody from cockfights, no spurs here, only sharp claws. Winners eat losers, 
filthy money changes hands. It sounds like there's some gambling that was going on here as well in this piece. And it also sounds right. like the, it's, win, it's winner take all as well. Great piece, brother. Absolutely loved it. Fantastic. I'm just comment on it now. And you're getting a follow. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thanks for the feedback, Corey. And uh, Tim, did you stay around to be a panelist? Would you like to comment on this piece by Dennis no. Allen? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. You can hear you. Yes. Can you hear me? Loud and clear. Loud and clear, sir. Yeah, I hear you. Okay. Um. Um. You know, this piece here is exactly what I was talking about. Everything is poetry. And like like the gentleman just said, you know, um, that sounded like an experience walking through a market in Indonesia and just picking up everything that you he saw in his eyesight and just put that into feelings and and. and words and, and things of that nature, like uh, toilets at floor level. That was deep. Wow. Because uh, over there, there's like a, there's not really a standard toilet, if I'm not sure. But it's like, hey, it's a hole and handle your business. And um, it's, it's, uh, it's awesome how he put that together. I, I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you, Timmy. And uh, what about you, Mr. Dave Prophet? What do you think of Dennis Allen's right? Dave? Sorry, I was on mute. Sorry, sorry. Um, okay. I, thought, I, I really like this poem. I loved it, as a matter of fact. Um, it kind of reminds me of uh, when I was in, over in uh, Korea. Uh, I was stationed up in uh, near the DMZ, and um, You'd walk down through the streets of Tongachan, and you'd see this very same thing, just exactly like it. A uh, little different, little different diets, but you know nothing, nothing like uh, what Americans eat or or how you know how they live or anything like that. Uh, but you know, there's the Koreans are very honorable people, and I loved them, and they were just really warm and wonderful, and. Um, it, this really brought back a lot of memories to me. Uh, I, I really liked it a lot, and uh, um, I thought it was very well, uh, you know, written out and ha- has a really uh, a lot of uh, really good descriptive uh, lines in it and, and an excellent uh, storyline. So um, I, this was premier in, in my book. Thank you very much. It was great to hear that comment from someone who's uh, experienced. Uh, did you see the Vietnam War, Mr. Prophet? No, I was over. In, yeah, I was in Korea. It, in it, it Korean is at the War? same time. No, 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 no. Everybody makes that assumption. Uh, it's it, it's a Vietnam era uh, station for me, and the Vietnam War was going on while I was over in Korea. It's just. There's a, a huge, a huge uh, army presence over in South Vietnam or South Korea right now. Always has been, but uh, that's what I was doing. Would, would that have been in the early hey, 60s, Dave, you late 50s? Year old girl, Dave? <laughs> What's that? In the early 60s, late 50s? 
Early 60s, late 50s? No, I was over there in uh, in middle 60s. I was over there in 1967, 1968. Ah, yes. I see why I was confused. You're right. Because he still had presence there in Korea uh, when Vietnam had already started. Very true. When you look at the history book, I wasn't even born yet. So that's how much I would know. Well, rub it but, in, rub uh, it in. Lady A, how do you feel about this piece by Dennis Allen? Um, I, I thought it was really um, interesting. I thought there was a, a lot of uh, a lot of truth to it. That's for sure. And how you know it's interesting to know that somebody can travel across the world and find uh, another culture and how they live. And a lot of the cultures like this one. You know, we would be shocked, I think, to see how how they live and how they eat and and sleep and and go to the bathroom. And I think that uh, you know, you uh, you put that out there really well. Um, <coughs> excuse me. And um, I think the culture is so different than ours, right down to how they bring children up. And uh, um, I'm sure it was a, a shock for you when you were over there. But um, I, uh, it's a learning experience, um, and we can't have the world conform to the way we live in North America. But, yeah, it was a great piece. I'm going to cough here. Sorry. Thank you. Thank you for that awesome comment, Lady A. And uh, next on the recital is you, Mr. David Prophet. Are you ready? To perform? Sure. Yeah. All right. Well, could I Your comment that? on the board, sir. <laughs> yeah, look, go ahead, Boo. <laughs> I just want to comment for Dennis, because I... Um, oh, I just, yes. I, I That's right. Here. I forgot all about you, Boo. I thought you, you forgot had, all about said me. something. <laughs> so, um, see how he is? See how he is with the co-host? Yeah. <laughs> you won't be getting paid this week, this month. No check for you this month, Raz. No check. <laughs> anyway, I'll just um, I'll myself by Western Union. Yeah, uh, you weren't really like it wasn't. You weren't looking at this either way, good or bad, right? You're just giving us like a breakdown of of because that's how it seemed of the country and stuff. But you were very familiar with it. I know you. You know you got married. You met somebody there. I thought it told us a lot about you and your in your story in your life, and it was very well done, like almost a little tour through the country, um, poetically. So I thought you did a great job, and I'm glad that you came back to read it. That's all. <laughs> Thank you. Thank <laughs> you very much, Boo. Okay. Well, um, next is you, Dave Prophet. Your poem is on the board. You have the floor, sir. Okie dokie. All right. Thank you. I may have read this before. If I do, if I have, I apologize for it. Um, it, it, It's real uh, special to me because I built this car, every nut, bolt, screw in it, and just like my Oldsmobile. And uh, I came across it the other day, and I thought, oh, hell, I'm going to read this one. I I really like it. So (laughs) it's called 55 and Drag. Born in 1955, she's still lucky to be alive. 1955 Chevrolet Business Coupe. She used to deliver phone books. At least that's the scoop. On the story of her that I got, I was the third owner that bought her for a princely sum of $400, much to the chagrin of 
so-called automotive scholars. The drivetrain was tired and it went away, and I gave her a transplant of a V8 that way. A new coat of black paint, some wheels and tires, and a nine-inch rear end set the tires on fire. So I took her down to the drag strip one day, and I still remember what Barb did say. Is that your black 55 in the parking lot, Dave? You should take her to Woodburn. Are you brave? She smiled at me and laughed, and I thought about it, and the thought of how fast it might be, I'll have to admit. So I showed up down there with street tires and a four-speed, more of a street machine than some race car speed. The first pass with the car, I missed second gear. Imagine imaginary cat calls I did not want to hear. So I told myself the next pass would be better somehow. All I had to do was hit second gear. Holy cow, how hard could that be? Well, it did the same thing all over again. Rowing a four-speed was becoming my bane. Reasons for automatics, not hard to see. So I changed some parts half a dozen times. The need to go faster always reigned sublime. Then my 327 finally gave up the ghost. She cracked a cylinder wall while giving her most. So I built a big block 427. Her idle music transports you into hog heaven. (laughs) High-compression roller cam, multiple carb hard leader to the seat and make you a believer in big block Chevrolet power. A pair of 14-inch Goodyear's it had easily devoured during her high-gear burnout at 4,500 RPM. Smoke inside the car because it became a real problem. I had to turn on my fan and open the door. Bellows of tire smoke out the door it would pour, looking for all the world like it was on fire. Breathe deep the tire smoke. It'll make you higher. And her perfume was the smell of tire gas, or tire smoke and race gas, and from the back end, she had a good year wide ass. She leaves hard enough to make me sick at my stomach, and doing all this, her 60-footer would plummet. I get to half track, and I'm really hauling ass. She unwinds herself in high gear and flies fast. The mile-per-hour clocks wound up to high C. I love her when she sings like this to me. I let up on the throttle, and her hips twitch a bit from the slick sidewalls, the coilover, she admits. Bringing her in is the scariest part of the pass from 130 will pucker your ass. I run her up the return road, thumbs up and high fives. Everyone in the bleachers loves the 55s, and she hums to them in her staccato spiked idle, race gas in her draft of the air she does bridle. I see a spectator over the railing breathing deep. He's laughing and waving a little drunk and wants to reap all he can get from his day at the track with his friends at the tavern today. He looks back at a black 55 that spoke to him in a way he'll never forget her and what she did to him that day. And now she's infamous, infamous to some degree. She's always my star, but only to me. Sometimes I just open the door and sit in her seat. And all the gauges and switches to my eyes do meet. And I hold her steering wheel in my hands. She extols. Because she has parts of my heart and my soul and whole. Yes, and it's wonderful when a man can love a real vintage model car like this. You know, yeah. it, it it shows that uh, there's a lighter side to Stephen King's Christine. It's just one of those man things. You can grow attached mm-hmm. to a, a good vehicle, yeah. especially after Boy. the miles are all gone. I think uh, you, you did this uh, in a way that Others can relate who who like uh, collecting sports, utility, mobiles. What do you feel about this piece, Corey? 
by David Prophet. Um, I'm going to I'm going to basically say what I'm writing at the moment in the comment section. Basically, uh, I'll read that first, and then I'll go into the piece. It reminds me so much of a Smokey and the Bandit love story with man and machine. As long as we were Fast and the Furious, there is such passion between uh, Dave and his car. You can tell that this is a journey, uh, a, a, an, emo- an emotional, personal journey that you've experienced, obviously, over time, unless you've just wrote this out of um, complete nonsense, just basically to make a story about your car, which either way suits perfectly fine with me. I love the description of the car. Um, the, the start of it, born in 1955, she's still looking to be alive. That's a lovely little sentiment to basically say that the car is obviously, it's a, I'm assuming, did you mean by 55, the, 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 the parts were bought and then you've made the car and it survived that long? Well, no, I didn't, I owned it for, uh, I, I didn't buy it in 1955, that, that's for sure. I bought it later on in my life. Um, you know, right now I'm 75, so. I bought the car back when I was um, in my fifties, uh, early fifties, and uh, I raced it for twelve years uh, at the drag strips, and you know, and I put it all together myself. But there's a lot of fabrication that has to go into these cars. You can't just buy these parts and fold them on the car. You need to massage them sometimes. Sometimes you have to build uh, total mounting systems for things like that, and. Uh, you know, it's it, it, it's just part of the. It takes a lot of money sport, and a lot know, of effort. And it, yeah. Yeah. It also, a lot of money. It, 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 yeah, it, 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 it also takes a lot of love and tender and care as well. And I, I find that the most important thing out of the whole thing itself is you can tell that there's been a lot of TLC that's been put into this, into this poem <laughs> and the personal love between man and machine. Great poem, sir. Thank you. Thank you very much. Awesome comments, Corey. And how do you feel about this piece, Tim? Were you around here? What did you drop? I think he had to go, yeah. Yeah, I think Tim dropped. All right, so next uh, would be Mr. Dennis Allen. What about you, sir? Uh, I was totally memorable mesmerized by the not only the rhyming but the vivid uh, imagery of the uh, of the slicks that he mounted on the back of the thing and uh, called it a wide ass which I thought was a, a great reference uh, and uh, I, I don't know why you made the car female but uh, it seemed to it seemed to fit all the way down and I uh, I was um, absolutely enthralled. I thought it was a great poem uh, because uh, it told a, uh, a great story and it conveyed the love that you have for building something that really well, was a, a hot car and uh, taking it to the drug taking it to the drag strip, strip, getting it ready, and um, putting it all together. And uh, it was, 
you you conveyed that in a poem as a treasured experience. So uh, I really yeah, well, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, Dennis, you just like wide asses, don't you? <laughs> no. Yeah, no. Be real comfortable in that car of yours, Dave. That's why I went to Indonesia. Oh, guys love big butts. Oh, guys love big butts. Oh, you love big butts? No boy to this like two life crew. I like big butts. Right. We're going on a bit heater here. Lady A, take us away. Your comment on Dave Prophet's piece. Lady A has a little butt. Lady <laughs> hmm. A, you there? Sorry, I have okay. myself on mute because I've I've been coughing, so I apologize. Um, Dave has a way of writing uh, in detail about um, the topics that he does write about. He's scientific. He's detailed uh, with everything, and and uh, this is an interesting pen. And um, I can see, um, you know, when you talk about drag racing, I find that it, I like drag racing. Um, uh, it's a fun sport to to uh, watch. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, the work that was done on this car and anybody else that has been de- has drag raced uh, a, a car of their own, I think it's a, cars and men just go together. Um, <laughs> and a she car... You know, they got the staff. So good for you. Yeah. <laughs> you know something, Lady A. Most of the most of the drag cars that I know, their owners refer to them in, as f- female. You know, it's just uh, <laughs> the, the dangers of the two species. You know, so. <laughs> the dangerous. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, the the savagery and, and stuff. You know, you get a gal pissed off at you, that's not a pretty sight. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> but, uh-huh. I, you know, that's what makes them fascinating. And, and uh, you know, when you work on them all the time and you put your blood, sweat, and tears into them and you cut yourself yeah. and you bleed all over them sometimes, yeah. and, you know, it's just, uh, and then you finally get it all together and it does what you want it to do. It's, it's mm-hmm. you know, kind of a mechanical love affair, you know, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, another thing that I've got to say is um, I don't know whether you guys got this, but there was a film that came out in the late 90s called Gone in 60 Seconds. And there's yeah, a famous car, mm-hmm. a, a, a Mustang GT500 by the name of Eleanor. Mm-hmm. And I can see this is Dave's Eleanor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah a little bit more than that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eleanor Rigby, oh, I almost did a connection there. Well, that's all been great feedback. What about you, Boo? You're the last thing here on Dave Profits, right? I was just going to say, my brother, he used to work on cars. He used to rebuild them, too. Like he had a 454, you know, and Chevy Nova and his Chevelle and all that. And it does take time, sweat, tears, energy, not to mention talent. You can't just do this kind of shit unless you know what you're talking about. And what to do, you know, you can talk all the bullshit you want. To me, this is a manly man type of thing. This is the kind of thing that you would expect and want a man to do. But, you know, it does cost a lot of money. I know that because my brother was broke all the mm-hmm. time, putting all kinds of things, <laughs> make it go faster, 
racing it, you know. I mean, it was, it was his girlfriend. It was his black woman, you know, and um, and he was mm-hmm. proud of it. And um, it is something to be proud of. You can do all that, and then it works. And these they don't make cars like this anymore. You know what I mean? It's just classic no, cars. They don't make small, you know. And um, I love these yeah. older cars personally. Um, so I think I totally get it. I, I love how you got choked up at the end. I thought, wow, yeah. this is real love. You know what I mean? This is love and affection and attention. And it touched me that it touched you. And uh, I thought it was a beautiful read and a lovely story. And, um, you know, hey, a lot of men don't even like to sweat anymore, period. So props to you. I know. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. The out there now, The viewpoint <laughs> was uh, Papa Terminus, and you have Weaver Dreams up on the board. They reported that uh, they're like uh, columns of different types, A, B, and C, and Papa thinks, uh, you know, maybe he's better off with Jen, some common like that. But I think, yeah, Boo, you're right. Almond love cars. That much is true. So, uh, I put one in there, I too, you guys. I don't know if it's not or pit, not. And you really, guys. I have to tell myself by Western Union next week, why don't we move on with the recital? Corey, you have the floor. Okay, guys. Um, you, uh, I was going to make a suggestion. It's up to you guys if you want me to do it right now. I do have the poem already saved. I've, I've read the Edgar poem about seven times today in other rooms. Uh, so if you want, I could read one that I've also put on the board as well, which I can just share now. Whatever one you want to do, school with us. Okay, you want okay, okay. to do one that's not on the folder, just put the link enjoy. on the board so we all read along with you when you recite. Yeah, it's on, it's, on the, it's, on, it's on the board, dude. Give me a second. I'll just get it, and I'll just put it on the board itself. Um, okay. It's, it's one that I've, I've read this a few times, but I really love this poem. And if you guys, obviously, you guys now know how dark and sinister my poetry can become. You're the um, Yeah, we know how dark you are. This this is <laughs> one of my all-time favorite poems that I've ever done of, of my on my own. And if I could just bloody copy it, there we go. Right, just copy it to the board. Right, I'm just putting it on the board now, guys. There we go. There we are. Right. Okay, guys, this is called The Open Door. In a world of such darkness and despair, I lock myself behind lock and key, hide away from the world with such ferocity. For the world I have come to know and realize is catastrophic, nothing more than anatomic. Perhaps, maybe, once in a while I can creep out, look through the open door which is under lock and key, But the haunting dwellings which is lurking, perhaps, just perhaps, I can take a sneak, just a peek. If I don't like what I see, I can always escape, escape back into the open door. Just one more peek, a quick sneak peek. No, I mustn't. I really mustn't. Maybe I should stay here under lock and key, leave my life to sway and rot away. At least my safety will always be secure. 
No news is good news after all. But the world for me is such a lonely place. Perhaps I just show my face. Just this one time. Maybe it will all be fine. Place my foot outside the door. My head round the corner. Is it safe? Is it secure? Is it okay for me to enter this realm once more? I'm not sure. I shall have to see. Maybe. Just maybe. Maybe not, but just. Just maybe. I walk down the stairs. I stand outside the door. I walk the streets. I pace the concrete floor. This isn't so bad. It seems to have changed. The world seems to have subsided. Maybe it's safe. Maybe it's secure. Maybe. Just maybe. Walk down the road, still though being cautious. The world I am now entering, indeed making me nauseous. But I continue to step, one step at a time. This seems all new to me. Seems like I am reborn into a new world. Is this possible? Is this still planet Earth? Maybe, just maybe. It seems safe, it seems secure. Just wander that little further. Take the step one after another. I suddenly feel a smile upon my lip, on my face. This seems like a brand new place. Wow, I can't believe my eyes. The disguise of the world has fallen. The falseness has submerged and the corruption seems to have convulsed. Slowly walking with a confidence in my step, I wonder what could this mean? Could this all be a dream? It may be, just may be. Enjoying my wander into the world, it seems a safe place now to be. Time to take a step further. Time to accept that all is okay. Suddenly, as the smile played across my lips, screams surround sounded the outer abyss. The world was not all that it promised my heart to be. Instead, a cesspit of drugs screams pain and death. My mind was confused. My soul was caught in the affliction. Back to the open door, I thought, back under lock and key. Perhaps give it another few more years. Stay back behind this bolted door until one day it may be safe. Maybe, just maybe. But until such time, behind this open door, I shall remain. End poem. Yes, this is definitely a deep right, and it shows that whole Jungian theory of what there is of the door they say psychologically you keep a, a place inside your own mind where you yourself are the only one who knows what it's like being behind that door and uh, I, I think plenty can be read here of what, what there is of true modern psychology Mr. Dennis Allen how do you feel about this piece by Corey I uh, agree with you about the uh, psychological implications of uh, not wanting to step outside the door sometimes and uh, the responsibility for opening the door and discovering that's the reason that you want to keep it closed. And then finally you, you go back inside and uh, secure yourself against the things that you uh, – that you recited that uh, were reasons to keep the door closed once you got it open. Uh, I, it was a very interesting piece, and uh, it uh, had uh, metaphors for uh, 
for those people who uh, maybe don't want to reveal all that much about themselves. Uh, so I, I thought it was a, a great poem and certainly worth rereading in the um, in the uh, just the printed word. I I didn't find that poem even though I refreshed the page um, that people where people post their uh, poems. So uh, oh, I'm not sure you. why that is. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Yeah. Oh yeah, we can do that. I apologize. I I'd like to read it. Uh, I'd like to read it and and give you can my you kudos. Yeah. We'll post it on the LCN chat board for the locked door. But thank you for the great feedback, Corey. Once again, you're rocking. And uh, what about you, David Prophet? How do you feel about this piece? Well, I really liked it. Um, I thought it was uh, very interesting. Um, I'll read you what I wrote on the comment. It's, it, it's a very cautious narrative. Um, you know, throughout the poem, it almost has a dream-like structure to it, and it kind of morphs itself into a nightmare at the end, I guess. Um, but I, I thought it was interesting. It had a had an interesting storyline to it, and one that kept my attention. Um, well, I, I thought it was really well written, and and I enjoyed it. Thank you, brother. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And thank you also, Den- Dennis, as well. Because I, I, I forgot welcome. to thank him also. Thank you very much, sir. You're welcome. Yes. And uh, let's take our commenting over to Lady A. I still don't see the poem. Am I missing it? I don't see the poem. Lady A? Yeah, I'm going to put it up again. Yes. Um, I, I thought this was a really um, very... Um, interesting piece I, I i gleaned quite a bit from it um like this metaphor for the door the room the locks and the keys it reminds me of someone who suffers from um agoraphobia they're not able to go outside it takes a lot for for this person to even open the door to peek outside to see what it's like on the other side of the door and then once that takes place, once that precious first step takes place, there's wonder. And, oh, my gosh, look look at this and look at that. Look how the world has changed after so long. Um, and he becomes more uh, courageous. He's braver to come out uh, past the door to live. And this is what I got out of this. And to walk down the road and to see all the different uh, things that are uh, attractive to him, you know, whether it's the sky or trees or kids or, or whatever he's looking at, he's realizing that nothing happened to him when he walked out the door. He didn't die. He wasn't struck by lightning. And he possibly could live outside of this door, outside of the room that he's um, self-imprisoned. Um, and... I, I think it was a really great way of putting uh, a seeking to this topic. I could be entirely wrong, but this is what I get out of it. And uh, uh, But until such time behind the open door, I shall re- remain. 
so he goes back in because it's going to take several times for him to get comfortable to stay out from the door. I thought it was really great. That's my my little dream of this poem. <laughs> it was really well done. Thank you, Lady A. Yes, Thank you, yeah, Lady A. Um, great feedback. Um, sorry, uh, sorry, Raz. It's uh, you basically you basically nailed it on the head. Uh, but the only the only difference is is. As you can see, the character comes out, eventually comes out. Takes It's very, very cautious, but eventually he comes out. And when he comes out and he realises maybe things aren't as bad as, as it had once thought, but then, as it says here, suddenly as a smile played across my lips, screams sur- surround, sound of the outer abyss. He hears something that triggers him again to run back home and yeah. stay behind again for a while longer. But you definitely nailed it on the head. So thank you very much. Thank you for a great poem. Yeah, she does have that Thank kind you. of coffee and social phobia thing going there, Corey, definitely. So, Boo, what about you in this piece? I, I mean, I don't want to, like, make you feel embarrassed or whatever, but I was just going to say that, like, this, you know, I mean, you've come a long way in the four years, and I know you. I'm, I'm impressed. I never thought in a million years you would want to do the show, let alone host it, and then come out of your shell because you have to admit you were very much in shell. And yes, like I'm and impressed with your everything that you you've really improved uh, tremendously, and I'm proud of you for doing that and coming. You know, it's not easy to do when someone's depressed or whatever, you know, every case is there. Um, So, yeah, I mean, props for that because it's not easy to do, especially in a big group of people. Um, Also, uh, maybe I should stay here under lock and key, leave my life to sway and rot away. I know so many people that just go to work and come home. They don't do anything else. All they do, and these are people who you would think have a good person, great big personalities, you know, they're uh, very um, mm-hmm. talkative and social, but they don't even like to go out at all. I know I have a lot of friends like this, and it surprises me when they tell me this. I don't go out. I don't do anything. I just go home. I just go to work. That's it. And I'm like, wow, because they seem so, mm-hmm. you know, outgoing and stuff. So you never really know, um, you know, who's hiding. And I can tell you this, when I was 14, really depressed, long story, but I actually lived in my closet for two years. I'm not even lying. My parents would even bring me my food in the closet. So I know it's pathetic, but it's true. Um, so I know what it's like to want to be hidden away. The reason I liked it there, because it was dark, it was small, it was I felt safe. Maybe that's where you feel in this place, safe and because um, people are rude and people are judgmental and people don't even people don't even have any coos anymore. Like they'll just be pointing at you right to your face, talking about you. I hear it all the time where I go. And um, so I just, you know, to be able to come out of it towards here at the end, maybe have some hope. You can inspire somebody else because you've come a long way, and I'm proud of you. Good job. Thank you, Boo. Thank you. That that really means a lot. You're welcome. I had um, lady, gonna go but uh, it wasn't for two years, Boo. That's very noble <laughs> of you to come forward with your personal life stories. We have a caller on the line. Mm-hmm. Hey, Boston. 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 Hey, Boston.
I'm muted. Ikbin Auslander, how are you? Mr. Papa Terminus? You got it. How are you guys doing today? Guilty. Yes, happy Mr. Papa. It's nice to finally hear the master himself. How's it going, Papa? (laughs) Thank you. The master himself. (laughs) Oh, wow. My eagle just went about five notches. (laughs) Basically, guys, this guy has commented on so much of my work. Yeah. Your work is really amazing. I I read that uh, I read this uh, one that you uh, put in there, and I I really found it. Uh, one thing that I, I was when I was reading it, and I kept thinking it's an introvert's anthem. Good way to look at it. That's a good way to look at it. True. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I I know Lady A wants to read, but that's that's my comment. It's an introvert's an- anthem, really. Everyone you can, can have your turn. Yeah. Okay. Ready, Lady A? And Boston, you yeah. can send it to me, the poem. Um, you may send it. I, I have it on the list. Okay, even better. Thank you. Okay. My voice is a bit scratchy, so I hope I hope it's um, you can understand me. Um, this poem is called His Royal Highness. Upon the Serengeti, His Royal Highness, with cashmere brown mane, rests, pained, plagued, perplexed. Green eyes see a habitat unchanged for a million years while deep in reverie. Tumbleweed grasses reach to lands unknown where cheetahs run, where men harmoniously live with untamed wildlife like antelope and giraffes, protectors of the land, Maasai, stabilized, preserved, and prized. Israel, Highness Lion, ponderous life now seen, protectors have perished with COVID-19. Great Serengeti, a haven for beasts, fowl, and man, who now will defend. Lion heard a story where he would, under waterfalls, lay down with a lamb, spoken about the end of times, viruses and plagues swallow up the land. Fools have ruined nature's good, destroyed all hope in man, laboratories conjure destruction. To what end, I asked. Licked ebony oil spills in the ocean, chemicals orange and rust, Poison rivers, all animals quiver, dumping onyx waste, gas lines underground. Greed consumes until we drowned. Upon the Serengeti, His Royal Highness rests, heartbroken, and lion ponders, perplexed. He watches wildebeest, zebra, buffalo, and gazelle, one of Africa's seven wonders, the Great Migration, all gone to hell. All the beauty that is Serengeti, now a memory of the past. Lion cries and wonders why he now waits for his time to die. End poem. Mm. Poem. 
Yes, that was a wonderful piece, Lady A. And it proves uh, a little bit about uh, everyone's state uh, being a man and going through all this tremendous ecological loss that we've been suffering lately. Dave Prophet, what do you feel about this piece by Lady A? Oh, I thought this was really appropriate. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I, uh, I, I'm all for the uh, animals and not for the hunters over there or, or anybody else that's over there screwing around, shooting animals for sport and stuff. That just doesn't make it with me at all. Um, I wrote a similar uh, poem about that uh, where I was a uh, I was contracted to hunt poachers and stuff, and I enjoyed writing too. <laughs> but this is really good, uh, Andrea. You've, you've really captured the essence of this, and um, the descriptions in it are spot on, really good. Um, it's easy to follow. It pulls you into the the storyline, and um, it's 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 understandable. It's not shotgun with a bunch of abstract metaphors that detract from its uh, you know its its meaning. And I, I appreciate that. I think you did a really good job with it. I like it a lot. Thank you very much. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Mr. Prophet. And what about you, Dennis Allen, and this piece by Lady A? I, I love the images of the uh, of the lion, uh, king of the, well, there's no jungle <laughs> on the Serengeti Plains. But um, well, also, uh, what I liked is the intimate descriptions like, Tumbleweed grasses reach to lands unknown where cheetahs run. And uh, you talk, you set us up talking about uh, where man harmonious, harmoniously lived with untamed wildlife like antelope and giraffe, protectors of the land, Maasai, stabilized, preserved, and prized. And then the lion is looking around and uh, he doesn't understand uh, why the protectors have perished with COVID. And uh, not only that, um, there, uh, it's uh, a man-made disease you get across as laboratories conjure destruction. To what end, the lion asked. Slick ebony oil spills in the ocean that's what I'm saying. Uh, your uh, your images are so vivid, you know. That's uh, actually what the oil looks like in the ocean. Chemicals, orange and rust, prison rivers, all animals quiver. Onyx waste, gas lines underground, greed consumers until we drown. So, uh, so. The king of the beasts, uh, uh, we ruin his environment, and he's wondering why we do that, to what end. So I thought it was a superb poem, and I enjoyed it very much listening to you read it. Thank you very much, Dennis. Thanks. Wonderful. Pleasure. to say so. All of that insight, Dennis Allen for Lady A. What about uh, 
You, Papa Terminus, how do you feel about this piece? You know, this reminded me of, uh, and I'm going to age myself, of the the indigenous chief that was looking at the land and seeing how, and the single teardrop that fell from his eye. Uh, It's very uh, similar to... That make that's how I felt when I was I read it. It felt like that the lion just wonders, you know, basically what the hell happened. I mean, I'm you know, you, I was the king and I used to have all these this you know this uh, world was the before me, and then all of a sudden you know COVID nineteen came and changed everything, and he doesn't understand because it was a made it was a man made disease. And it it just all the all the environmental uh, uh, the environmental uh, aspects of this uh, slick ebony oil spills in the ocean chemicals orange and rust poison rivers all animals river dumping onyx waste gas lines underground greed consumes until we drown that is powerful. And I applaud your ecological uh, aspects of this poem, Lady A. I really do. Great guys. Thank you very much. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I would agree. It had to be man-made. In two years' time, it's now just disappearing out of nowhere, and you don't know that about any ongoing fatal diseases. Well, it's not disappearing. It's because we have vaccines. I don't agree with you guys. I'm going to say that. I can't sit here and listen to that. It's All right, we can't have without, Maybe you're right. Anything. But thanks for the comment. Yeah, Papa it's not a it. Corey, what about you and Lady A's piece? This is absolutely beautifully, vividly compelling. Uh, the final, The final two lines, I really, really love this. All the beauty that is Serengeti now, memory of the past. Lion cries and wonders why. He now waits for his time to die. It sounds to me like man has abused animal for so, so fucking long. Like, so long. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Man, man is getting their comeuppance now in regards to biblical times, in regards to, I believe... I, if there, I'll give you an example. If there is a man that is lying dead at the side of me, Yes, I'm going to be frightened because I don't know what to expect. But I won't be as sad if it's a stranger. Whereas an animal, you see a dead animal straight away, I'm getting upset. And the reason why I'm getting upset is because I believe that animal is God's creatures that we are supposed to protect. And unfortunately, we can't even protect ourselves. And this Mm -hmm. this piece completely symbolizes that. Bulls have ruined nature's good, destroyed all all hope in man. Laboratories conjure destruction to what end lion asks. Uh, And then in regards to lion ponders life now seen, protected to perish with COVID-19. Basically, lion believes that he is the dominant king of the jungle or king of the Serengeti in this case. And for many, many, many years, man has been the top of the food chain. Well, it looks like that Mother Nature now has taken its place back, and man is mm-hmm. you know, either second or th- in third place. But apart from that, this piece was absolutely beautifully compelling. Uh, I love the I love the, the vivid 
uh, imagery in regards to the piece. I can actually imagine myself being on the Serengeti with this, and I can just see a lion sat there looking around with the wind howling, with the sun blazing, and the lion looking around, and there's no human in sight. Beautiful, beautiful piece. Thank you so very much. You're very welcome, Lady A. Awesome, Corey. It was great of you to get passionate there with Lady A's right. Yes, that proves what a deep writer she is at heart when having others mm-hmm. respond. So, Boston, what do you feel about this piece? Well, I, I just think it's it's just a travesty. Um, when you look at the lion, the picture that you have there, it's just the sadness. And um, I hate that people kill animals for sport, and I hate that um, they do it on, on protected ground. I mean, just recently there were wolves that were killed outside of Yellowstone because um, the law was changed or the, something was changed. And as soon as they took a step over the boundary, they were shot. And like 20% of the wolves are, are killed. And it's just, that's not, that's not game hunting. That's not, that's just, it's just ridiculous. So, um, I, you know, it, the state of the world and, and all that's going on, it, it's just, you know, with, with what the poem before that was a locked door, it's like, you know, you can't even look outside without wondering um, if something's coming at you. And, and it's just a sad, this is the saddest state of affairs. I don't, it's just um, heart-wrenching. Um, I don't like people that that kill animals for food is one thing but to kill it for sport is just there's no words to describe how 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 horrible that is and um and they're just here to survive and live they don't know that someone's you know out gaming for them i mean you know it's it's just sad i don't know i don't know it breaks my heart so thanks boston yeah it hurts But if I saw a dead person on the ground, I would be grieving, though. So, unfortunately, I don't agree with that either. But and watching all this going on over in um, Ukraine, it's just, I, I can't even freaking imagine. I mean, we had, mm-hmm. um, we had what just happened, you know, with um, the subway. And, and all I could think of is is people in Ukraine are, are being bombed hourly, you know, multiple times. And this was one situation mm-hmm. when 9-11 hit us. I kept thinking over in the Middle East, this is something that's normal to them, you know, or they're, they're not, like, shocked, you know. So it's, it's just when it hits in your own backyard, it's just, it's, it's just, I can't even, I don't know, I don't, I have words to explain how, how, how sad it is and how a lot of us just want to lock the door and not go outside because you're wondering, is the world really as bad as it is? And you know what it is in a lot of ways. Some ways it's yeah. not, but in a lot of ways it is. So it's, anyway. My heart, my heart's racing right now just because of the pain. It's just sad. It just saddens me. Okay, guys, settle down. Boom. <laughs> no. Be good, or they—they're gonna get the scrap again. It's your turn to comment on the ADA. 
Um, I'm just gonna tell you. I know. I'm gonna go right now. Five one three is on. Was on hold. You want to see who that is? Um, I agree with Boston. It's sad, and don't you shouldn't tell her to calm down because everybody feels differently about this, and some people are more passionate than others. So we never want to yeah. say that. Um, you right. know, we respect everyone's um, opinion and whatever they believe. In. And I am with you on that one. It's sad enough that we're. Um, you know, the animals, it's just, I, everything you said, I just copy and paste. I agree. It's sickening. It's sickening. Mm-hmm. We're greedy. People just don't care that we're sick over it. I don't know how many animals have died. After I, read, I read it somewhere the other day, and I was fucking shocked um, from Corona. And it's just, you know, the whole thing, the whole the whole last whatever many years has just changed the world forever. It will never be the same. And you, re- you wrote it with such compassion, so descriptive, so colorful. Like, how could your heart not hurt? Um, after reading this, beautiful job. I know you love animals. I know you love people. So um, your heart shows here. Great job. Thank you very much. Yes, we could go on really for hours, but it was appreciated, Lady A, the right. And uh, who's the caller? You are muted. Would you like to speak up there? Oh, ma'am, who's here? Synonymous. It's anonymous I am dealing with I'm dealing with some health issues right now, so but I am that's why I haven't been in the call in. So go for sure. I'm just listening. I'll read some and comment if you'd like. Sure, we would love that. I'm safe to see it too, happy Easter because I've been somewhere else since Friday (laughs) and I'm supposed to observe the actual holiday, being a Christian, but I forgot all about the calendar until this morning. I saw it on Easter Sunday. I didn't know what to say really. I heard the Pope, he made a statement that the killing has to stop the killing, and uh, that's how coherent we have been lately, maybe, I think, the whole world. So, uh, yeah. Can we do Weaver next? Yeah, and then we're going to do Weaver after Boston. Boston, you want to drop? Right. Oh, yeah, I got, I got you this do you want me to get and it? Titus get it? Has been waiting. I got it for you. And then Titus has been waiting. Okay, hold on a minute. I gotta go. I gotta get some water. I'll be right back. Okay. And then we'll do Titus after. Um, oh. I'll grab Boston. Okay. I see your your. How can I miss your picture? It's so. Not to make you embarrassed. You feel weird. But your picture is really beautiful. It's probably one of the best profile pictures I've ever seen. Here. Uh. Yeah. Okay, here we go. I supposed to get it, so that's why it wasn't mine. Okay, but you're hot. Uh, you know, I, you know. <laughs> okay, so yeah. I was going to put the wrong thing. See, I, you got no. That's okay, I got it. All right, cool, thank you. I don't know what I'm doing. La, la, la. Okay. And Weaver and Tyson. This was a poem that um, the prompt was about um, 
Victor Hugo wrote a poem about his daughter that um, his, his daughter's only 19 and um, she just got married. She was with child and her and her husband, they're both capsized in the same and he tried to save her but her skirts were so heavy that they both died with him trying. And her father was out of town with his mistress and found out a few days later. So I think it was three years after um, this happened, he wrote his poem in the bottom of his piece. So, um, so this is, this is off of that. And it's called A River Running Nowhere. And she was 19. She died in September, so this is the beginning of that. September's quarter moon wrapped the spring of her dawn, tossing a millstone around her father's neck. Laid down a dusty dirt path, mapping travelers into an imploding gulf of innocent dirge beneath a salt charred canopy, along with a drenched winter charcoal skies. Well, sorry, Bob. While winds whispered to the broken yoke for the cradle. Sorry. While winds whispered to the broken moving heart. Does that bother anybody else? Keep breathing. I don't think they're. Yeah. Huh? What the hell? I don't know. It's just something loud. It sounds like somebody's doing something. All right. While winds whispered to the broken yoke for the cradle of his arms, agony screamed from hills ached into an empty basin, housing chilled rivers. Junctions forged bedded fallout that blocked seasons, milling silvers, country, a castle, passing on the baton, showing a carriage, cooling a baby's breast. Instead, the heights of aspens lined the same bank, notching the toll of lifeless limbs. Punctured veins soon swept, kicking crusted streams. Skin thickened and leathered swiftly, hiding from the mint well light, and drew weight upon death's shoulders that bled through the pale shiver froze his children. The drought of many moons guided his crippled legs to break before her stone's edge and dress her crib. Gathered nearby a bouquet of flowering berries, backed by greenery stock and an herb-like scent, flurrying the dainty stems of pink heather. Placed by the wrinkled broken bed, a father's far-reaching trembling hand and Tom. yeah there's uh, a whole narrative here and it's done with a cinematographic kind of touch you know you go from scene to scene until you have the end result and uh, what there is of that hand how it had been placed there what kind of uh, mysteries were involved to uh, lead to that end shot it makes it all that more fascinating to look over again. How do you think about this piece, David Prophet? Well, I think it's a beautiful poem. And, um, you know, uh, there's a special place in, in a father's heart for his daughter. And, um, you know, it shows in this poem that Boz wrote. I really liked it. Um, she's really good at, at people stuff, people poetry and, and, and that sort of thing. And, uh, she's, she's good at illustrating, you know, 
what's what's going on with their hearts and, and their souls and stuff. And I thought this was uh, really well written. Of course, I'm a big fan of hers anyway. <laughs> but, Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're welcome, Buzz. I, I just, you know, I've known this lady for a long time. And um, everything she writes is golden as far as I'm concerned. And this is, and this is no different. Um, I really enjoyed listening to you read this, Buzz. You did a good job. Thank you. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Wonderful applause for Boston. What about you, Corey? Boston, sweetheart, you've done it again. Yesterday you did uh, a very, very similar um, Poe-esque piece. And this time, I don't know how you've done this. This is quite creepy, really, because the two poets, poets that I really adore is Edgar Allan Poe, my number one, and William Shakespeare, my number two. And this is very Shakespearean. And the dialogue uh-huh. is absolutely beautiful. The, the, the vividness of this piece is just absolutely fantastic. There's a few lines here that I would wish to recite back to you. Uh, September's quarter moon wrapped uh-huh. to her, spring of her, down tossing a milestone around her father's neck. There's elements of pain here as well as there's elements of nature. I have noticed that there's elements of nature here as well. But mostly it it sounds like a personal piece in regards to a loss by any chance or some kind of problems going off within the the character's life. Um, There's a lot of there is a lot of darkness here again, which is probably why I'm so drawn to it. Um, mm-hmm. Instead, the heights of Aspen's lined the scene's banks, notching the tolls of lifeless limbs. Yeah, there's definitely some kind of darkness playing around here, and that's probably why I like it so much. Boston, mm-hmm. I think I've already Thank gave you. you a follow. I'm sure I've gave you a follow. Uh, I have. And I'm going to okay. comment right now. Very brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. You're very welcome. Yeah, sometimes it's like we've known each other for years, and it's only been an hour. But <laughs> great feedback. <laughs> what about you, Dennis Allen? Uh, I I just found the poem, and while she was reading, I had so much noise and interference here that uh, uh, I'm uh, not. Uh, I'll, I'll just uh, go ahead and type my response in on on the poem since I can now see that's it in okay. front of me and read it, if, if that's okay. Sure. Okay, Mr. Allen. And uh, Lady A, what do you think about this piece? Lady A? Yes, I'm I'm here, sorry. I was I was muted. Um I think this is beautiful. I think the the color that's um weaves itself throughout the poem is great. It's vivid. Um I it's m- metaphor. Um I like uh, birthing a lengthy dirge beneath a salt charged canopy wrung with the drench whimpered from charcoal skies. Um, just the the color in that and the image in here is 
part of her talent. Um, and um, I like, while winds whispered to the broken yoke for the, cra- for the cradle of his arms. <clears throat> so, you know, she could be talking about the actual um, um, countryside, the riverside, and the things that she's seeing in here. But I, I think when I read the last line, <clears throat> it's a poem about her father um, and how um, he compares to all of these things. But in the end, um, <clears throat> sorry, in the end, he, you know, she just wants him to love her, her arms, his arms around her. And placed by the wrinkled broken, brokenness fed a father's uh, for reaching trembling hand, like like a do-over almost, uh, like per, you know wanting to make it perfection, like nature is. I could be entirely wrong. That's what I got out of this. It was beautifully written, um, with lots to think about. I mean, we could dissect each line. And each verse, but uh, I think the metaphor for her, her father and their history together, or lack thereof, and then coming together mm-hmm. in the end, perhaps. Yeah, I agree. Can I let me let me read the poem that was the prompt, and then it'll help give you some understanding. It's called. It's really short. Sure. It's called um, "Tomorrow at Dawn." Tomorrow at dawn, when the countryside brightens, I will leave. You see, I know that you're waiting for me. I will go through the forest. I will go across the mountains. I cannot stay any, away any longer, away from you any longer. I will walk with my eyes focused on my thoughts without seeing anything beyond, not hearing any noise, alone, unknown, back bowed, hands crossed, sorrowful, and the day for me will be like the night. I will watch neither the gold of evening fall nor the faraway boat sailing towards Hoffleur. And I will arrive. I will place on your grave a bunch of green holly and flowering heather. So, and when I when I researched it, um, and found out that he was basically having an affair. Well, well, she died, but um, he read about it on um, I think it was on a train. But he read about it and didn't even know she had passed like three or four days. And um, so he grieved for, for a few years. And then he just poured this out where it's like he needed to go to her grave. So it, it, it took him that long before he could even get there. So to me, when it says in here, I, 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 I'm coming for you. I can't stay away any longer. So the whisper of the winds and the fact that she died so tragically in the Seine River, I took, you know, liberty with that. Um, she died at 19. So to me, it was a quarter of her life. So the quarter moon and September was the, the month she, she passed. So that was in the beginning, of course, a millstone. In the Bible, it's just like it's, it's just it's thrown around your neck and it just it, it weighs you down. It it, it sinks you. So um, mm. anyway, so and it's like the dusty dirt path. It's like his travels in the imploding gulf of an inescapable darkness. When you lose somebody, I don't care who it is or you know, it's like your life implodes into a gulf of inescapable. You cannot escape that darkness. So yeah, anyway, so that's where my thoughts came from. And I can hear him yelling from the hills, you know, when you scream at the hills, the agony. And it's just like, yeah. in, you know, and, and the river saying is like the lifeless limbs. I don't know how many people die in the river because the boats capsize and they have those big skirts. And I'm just thinking, you know, they're all soldiering there and, and, and how many bodies, how many people have died because of it. So anyway, there you go. 
and having sorry and having her with child the, the passing on the baton meaning that you know her life you know the the lineage didn't didn't keep going showing a, a you know passed on a baby's cooing breath so they lost the child so you know he lost his son-in-law his um, second child his daughter was his oldest daughter and um a grandchild Beautifully done. Thank Beautifully you. Beautifully done. Mm-hmm. She's That's a brainiac. Great Boston, and uh, we have a couple of more <laughs> wanted to speak up on this piece. Papa Germanus. Papa. Papa. You're on mute. Try anonymous. Maybe he heard it. All right, anonymous. What about you? Is Papa's inactive. Or, did you come back to the phone, anonymous? Maybe not, but I can say something. Guess they're both preoccupied. Yeah, boo. Um. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Um. You know, you have a way of when you write your poetry, you make us feel what you feel. And I think, you, you know, you're a tough chick. You have such a sensitive side and you're so big-hearted and, and kidding. And that comes through in, in your writing to me. This is, I did agree with Lady A that I, I'm maybe wrong, but about the father, then you explained it read So that explained it. But I just think you maybe it was, kind of a call to your father as well. Because, um, you know, we all want our parents to love us so much and we're always trying to impress them no matter what age we are, right? And um, the whole story is so sad. I mean, so, and then he, not just one, but three people he lost. And you mm-hmm. brought through the compassion and the words that he loved. It's kind of called watching the beaches. Look at that. Jesus Christ. Anyways, I'm gonna say that again. If I can as soon as I can mute everyone. Um Okay, so what I was saying was you have a Okay, what I was what I was saying was you have a you're a tough chick but you have a soft side and a very beautiful soft side and you're very caring and you care about people and you care about their feelings and that comes through when you write. I too, like Lady A thought this was about your father possibly, but um since we went through this moment I realized you're not. It's very well written, it's very elegant, it's um you know, you just write, you make us feel what you're feeling. And, and to lose one thing is bad enough, but three, the poor guy, you know, the whole story is bad. And I thought elegantly written and uh, very graceful, like I always tell you. <laughs> but it's true. Yeah. And a beautiful beauty, lovely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Sorry about all the noise. I, 
Yeah, I just feel the pain. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of an empath, so yeah, I just kind of take on stuff. Yeah. Did you see you're an empath? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I sense. just feel when when people are oh, yeah. terrible. Sometimes. Yeah. To, um, you're very intuitive. Yeah. Well, that's a good quality. Back to my reality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you find people take advantage mm-hmm. of that sometimes? I won't even go there, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've been burned. No, me too, girlfriend. Uh, Believe me. <laughs> but I keep doing it, you know? I know. Well, it's um, hard not to. It's, it's, it's hard. It is hard. I don't want to think negative yeah. about everybody on the planet, you know, because it's going to be cold and closed off. I don't want to be like that, but uh, I feel you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Thank uh-huh. you. Raz, you're welcome. So are you ready for me? Okay. Yeah, but... Uh... I think Papa had something to say. Are you there, Papa? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Go ahead, Can you Papa. hear me? Yeah. Yep. We hear you. Uh, Boston, uh, this was a very uh, emotive poem. It, it really struck home. Um, anybody who has lost a, a child or a, a new, or even a newborn, I mean, I've, I've lost Siblings, and um, this poem was very uh, poignant. It really speaks to me about a father's love, and even though he wasn't there for her, he feels the the uh, pain weeks afterwards, and he literally wants to scream from the hills. And it mm-hmm. just he's so it, it's just it's it he's so distraught. And Victor Hugo uh, really knows how to uh, write about the, the human side of the, uh, the human emotions. And mm-hmm. I sense that, yeah, you are definitely an empathic person. Thank you. Thank you. So we're going to have to cut the comments down if we're going to get through the rest of the pieces. I'm sorry, guys, but we're going to do four at a time now as to uh, the responses for the remainder of the show, unless uh, something changes with the director. And uh, our next piece is from Weaver Dreams. Boo, would you happen to have a sound phone? I do. Is that the poem? Yes, I, I'm all ready. And we can uh, have it play I on the radio for a dream. Trying hard to keep in step, ignoring the beating drum that only I can hear. While donning a persona acceptable to all, a discerning eye is the one thing that I fear. You might label me a social if you saw through my facade. But the actress in me hides my lack of empathy. I change like a chameleon to deflect your piercing gaze. As I mimic caring, compassion, and pseudo-sympathy. People come and they go, one-dimensional at best. Years have passed and I know I don't love, I tolerate. Divorces and discarded friends highlight that fact. Although I don't feel hate, 
I merely denigrate. I lavish my attention on you. Listen to your facile tales. Build you up. And for the few weeks before you bore me, I'll pretend we have a relationship. Then I'll tear you down. You'll think the forty years. And I'll be free. I may say I want to change for you. Connect and care. For the briefest of moments, I might even think I could. But there is no need to set myself up to fail once more, as clear hindsight and history dictates I would. Eek. People like you kill me. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. everyone beats to a different drum. I, I like uh, songs from different strokes, but... Uh, what you have here, I guess, uh, there's so much of your own personal history that uh, you have to overcome successes from uh, the losses and uh, keep on striving to make it to that next new day. So, uh, David Prophet, what do you feel about this piece? Well, I don't know what to think about it. <laughs> um, it's it's good. It's it's well written and stuff. Um, I don't know if I understand what she's driving at here or not, but um, I don't know. It's just people come and they go one-dimensional at best. Years have passed, and I know I don't love, I tolerate. Divorces and discarded friends highlight the fact, although I don't feel hate, I merely denigrate. Um, I don't know if she's uh, <laughs> complaining about herself, or it sort of sounds that way sometimes, but... Uh, and then, the, and then the next, the, the fourth stanza says, I'll love my attention on you, lavish my attention on you, listen to your pale tears, whatever that is, build you up, and for a few weeks before you bore me, I'll pretend we have a relationship, then I'll tear you down. You'll think the fold is yours, and I'll be free. I've known some women like this. <laughs> but I, I don't know, maybe... Maybe this is just her, her way of purging her soul or something. I, I don't know. I, I really don't know what to think about it. I like it. You know what this is about, um, David. About it's, it's, I think. What? You, know, this, you could be this kind of woman, right? So this is kind of like, she's kind of like, I don't know. I kind of think uh, you and me see a lot of the like on this one. Like these kind of women are just, you know. <laughs> not her, not the poet. I mean, that's what she's complaining about. You know, fake people, I think. Go ahead, Dave. Sorry, I mean the You want to say something? Dave, there. Dave. Yeah, done with it. Okay. Dave, do you want to finish your comment, sir? No, I'm done with it. Okay, sir. And, uh, Corey, how do you feel about this piece, Weaver Dream? Can you guys hear me all right, yeah? Yeah, Corey, we hear you. Right, I, I wasn't sure if I was muted or not. I apologize. It's a very, very nice piece. Um, it, it comes across to me very Jane Austen in, in some of the, the, the way the wordplay is played. It comes across as very um, Pride and Prejudice. Um, it sounds like somebody that's basically 
had some bad relationships in the past and somebody that basically is has basically had enough of of those those kind of times and before they get hurt themselves they're going to do they're going to take the the uh the the, the the worry away in the first place by like it says here I'll pretend we have a relationship they will tear you down you'll think it's your fault and then I'll be free in other words before the person has chance to hurt the person the, 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 the woman in question herself it sounds to me like that person is going to take away that possibility of betrayal already within herself and the line I must quote is, I changed like a chameleon to deflect your piercing gaze as I mimic caring compassion and pseudo-sympathy. I thought that was mm-hmm. absolutely beautiful. But the one line that really got me, but the actress in me hides me, my lack of empathy. In other words, it sounds like that she's basically putting herself, she's put herself on a pedestal and at the same time, she's not allowing people to take her for a mug anymore. And I, I just think it's a really, really nice piece. Thank you very much. There's so much uh, anyone can take, really, my friend. That could be a message there. What about you, Dennis Allen, and this piece? I thought it was an interesting confession of a sociopath. Um, oh. Well, I I know, but uh, I'm not saying you are. I'm just saying that you can write, a good poet can write in other people's voices. But um, the the speaker says that she's, I might label her a social if I saw through her facade. Um, The actress hides her lack of empathy. Well, that's the classic definition of a sociopath. And uh, she's, uh, she's, uh, I think, beating up on herself over the, uh, (laughs) over not only revealing uh, how she feels about other people, but uh, that uh, there's a kind of an underlying sadness here that I grasp. End comment. Can I say right. something? Can I say yeah. something too, please? Well, all right. We have yeah. one, one more comment. We're going to try to go by four. This is more read. So, uh, Boston. Okay, go ahead, Lady A. What was your Lady A? Oh, I agree. I would agree with Dennis because when I read this through again, it was classically sociopathic. Um, and then I thought, is is the writer trying to just um, pretend to be this way, or are they really this way? And then I went up to read her profile. Um, although I may seem all that is flower, power, and mellow. I'm mad, bad, and dangerous to know. And although I think you're all fine, very fine fellows, I'll grind you beneath my wings when words flow. So, yeah. 
Kind of a man hater. Yeah, a lot of anger. But I think sociopath is is, um, a good way to describe this particular poem um, because of her uh, admitting that she has no empathy. Mm -hmm. She has no... It's like a warning. Yeah. 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 She's been with it all, probably. Uh, it's kind of delusory towards men. Um, I don't know if it's just towards men. I think it's towards everybody. And then, yeah. To be honest, I don't. I don't think it's us. I don't see men here. I think it's just people in general. Because it says people come and go. And to me, it's narcissistic and sociopathic. And it's like, you know, I'll lavish you with what a narcissist does, and then I'll, you'll think, you know. You think I'm trying, you think it's important, but I bore you, they do the discard. And it's like, yeah. why set myself up? Because nothing's going to change. And so it's a matter yeah. of fact, this is the way it is. And, you know, you can live with it or you cannot. It doesn't matter to them. It's also yeah. like a game, you know, that is played so that when she gets bored, she can do her thing and then, you know, then the person can be blamed for the uh, the uh, right. uh, end of yeah, the relationship. Funny. Yeah. And my mother was uh, was um, a narcissistic and, and, a soci- and a sociopath as well. And it was a very difficult, a very difficult uh, person to know and to live with and um, uh, no understanding because there is no empathy. Empathy at all, no. <clears throat> but anyhow, Everything this was a certainly a, a thought-provoking poem, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really was. And a discerning eye all is the one thing there. that I fear. So, so yeah. somebody Ooh. who can see through through all it, all mm-hmm. of it is the person they fear. Yeah, I agree. Oh, cool. We're trying to keep an order here for for comments. You and uh, right. Maybe. What did she say? Okay, so Titus. Ready for Titus? All right. You just want to play Titus then? Okay, let's see Titus. The world of our own. You have the SoundCloud ready, Blue? Yeah. There was a song like that in Alice in Wonderland. A world of our own. The glorious self inhibition mercantile between emancipating souls embrace surface body tension vapors compile suggest expediency leisures to efface separating ourselves from the world we know to one that is so complacent holding each other our bodies unfold beholden to each other both adjacent consoling time in what direction is this creation of everlasting love, the emerging existence in our time. Tis purely bliss, feeling so real, for we are diverging the unknown until the time that is now reflects the love our future did avow. Love's isolation was a smile from you, deciding not to leave paradise now, for we were not lost, but to find them to bring the blooming passion back. Wow, what you are doing we are found able, tis abundantly clear, this sermon thing, thou hast fixed the earth firm immovable, an object such as this I am holding, the pleasure-seeking optimal movements have come when we can, 
unfolding the extent to which the inner cement I mean truly the thrill we are holding a blessing when the world comes to an end what lies beyond us now is a God's yeah and there's an annotation note it says uh, Psalms for those can shake the immovable earth what there is of love so this sounds like a really nice person I think uh, they, they have pretty much a perfect relationship E1 I heard you uh, speak up for a second would you like to comment on this piece by Titus yeah, I just I, I think it's it's a sensational gift that I see in other people. I I it's just amazing how one way leads to the next. Some people know how to how to bend that word and turn that word and and this man this person knows how to do this. He knows what he's talking about the whole way through this person that carried the reader all the way through it to the end. Leaving him with a quiet and clear I thought it was great. That's all I got to say. Thank you for that comment, one, you who speak so often of the Maker. What about you, Papa, and this piece by Titus? Love's isolation was a smile from you, deciding not to leave paradise now, for we were not lost, but to find unto, bring the blooming passion back. Wow. This poem speaks to me of, of uh, like the classic uh, love never dying, undying uh, type uh, accent. There's a lot of... Uh, a lot of moving parts to this. It's very heartfelt, passionate, and in some ways, there is a small illusion of religion uh, in the very ending, which is very um, uplifting. And I really found it very uh, creative. And uh, Titus is. Uh, Reed was very uh, passionate. Uh, I like the somber tone of his voice. And it's just a very um, pleasant read, very charming. Thank you very much for the feedback, Papa. I'm sure Titus appreciates all the praise. David Prophet, what would you like to say, sir? All right, so uh, I think David Prophet might have dropped. So uh, next in line, Corey. What about you? Um, where do I start? Uh, simply put, I love the, uh, the the name of the piece. I, I think the the, the, the title of the piece itself. Definitely resonates with the, uh, the actual delivery of the piece. I love the calm, tranquil delivery with the sound cloud. 
Um, I, I thought that was really nice. I, I actually had to read through it again while you were just talking to other people because uh, I missed I missed a little bit of it, so I had to read a bit of it again myself. Uh, but uh, it, it, it screams to me like Tudor Elizabethan time kind of poetic writing. Um, maybe Lord Byron, something like that. Uh, Titus has got away with words. He really is a wordsmith. Uh, and so, some of, some of the, uh, the the lines that he chosen to, to, put, to piece together this is beautiful. Like for example, love's isolation was a smile from you, deciding not to leave paradise now. For we were not lost, but to find unto, being the blooming passion back, wow. Uh, thou had fixed the earth firm immovable. I mean, it's just a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful piece. Um, there's, there's just so much, so much tranquility and calmness about this piece. It feels like a love, it feels like a, a love sonnet. But at the same time, it also feels like a message to the world itself, as if to say, book up your ideas, otherwise this could be our final few years. So, yeah, thank you very much for sharing that, Titus. I absolutely adored it, sir. Great feedback, Corey, for Titus. And Boston, would you like to comment on this? Sir, I just think it's just... Like like he said, a world of our own, and he's just describing how beautiful their love is together and separating ourselves from the whole world as their bodies unfurl. And it's like, um, it's just the two of them. And um, everlasting love, emerging existence in our times is really bliss. It's just a, it's a beautiful love poem to his um, bride. And um, that was the earth firm and immovable and, and they'll you know, it's tangible and um they will never leave each other so it's just it's just pure it's just pure beauty. We all love right I know I do. Yes. Definitely Boston. And uh we lost uh Dennis Allen. He's gone for the night or whatever hour it is on the internet. Who knows? Yeah, he came back. No, I, I, there's so much talk that he came I back can barely hear anything. He can't hear it. Yeah, there's a, a bit of a feedback inside the studio. We have another call. No, I didn't mean that. It's a, a crosstalk from another... Uh, uh, from another channel, uh, th- these are these are channels, I guess. I I don't know where it's coming from, but it sounds like all the time. Very well. It's a feedback noise. What I'm hearing sounds like CB. So uh, the other caller on the line, we should call in. Call in yourself on your own phone, and you'll hear it. Laughing so? I, I guess she's not shaking up. Can you hear us, Mr. So? She'll be back in five minutes. All right, she'll be back. 
Tell me when for me they're still on the board. Um, to continue with our recital, then, I'm glad that you can make it back, Dennis. Who knows what's going on with blog talk? That's our constant nightmare. But, uh, yeah. Next on the recital list is uh, Papa Terminus. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this. All the, all these nice, soft, lovely poems, and here comes the darkness. Okay. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Left alone, screaming in the corner. Test patterns on my television set. Static in the attic, broken remote control. Outside this window, there's nothing but snow falling through crevices. Focus. I saw a scarecrow peek preaching out from a soapbox to a congregation of crows out in the field, children play hide-and-seek, laughing, laughter of their ghosts still haunts me, shivering in the cold, focused. Leave me drowning in the utopia, you left me screaming in the corner, casting poles in the river, fishing for religion and for hope, focused. You hit me with a newspaper, leaving an imprint of headlines on my backside. I'm not Pavlov's dog. Won't rule on demand, holding my breath until I'm a bluish hue. Focus. My rocking horse, it's been broken for years. Been invited to swim in, the de- in a dead sea. Shaken awake from slumber, embracing this dystopia. Yeah, and uh, I'm looking at the author's note here. It's a contest honoring the art of Joan Pope. And uh, we are screaming, but nobody hears because of all the interference of outside forces cluttering the mind. Quite liberating for you to write. And um, I guess uh, I can see what you're saying here, the imprint of the headline being broken because of not achieving what you want for years, swimming in a sea of different kinds of chemical stimulation, embracing the thought of just narrowing your mind to dystopia. Yet there's definitely uh, plenty of uh, politics in this right and uh, how uh, what we have to really primarily do sometimes is just that focus how do you feel about this piece Dr. Allen I read it while he was uh, while he was reciting it and I really like the images I'm not sure I grasped all that he was saying but um the, it, it seemed like his, his focus was moving from uh, one uh, one vignette to a, another. Uh, leave me drowning in the utopia. You left me screaming in the corner, casting poles in the river, fishing for religion and hope. So uh, those are little uh, uh, glimpses of the reality that his mind is sharing with us. And then he realizes that he's kind of drifting off into uh, another, an, another view. And he, he's, uh, 
reminding himself to focus. And uh, then when he does, it has so much impact. You hit me with a newspaper leaving an imprint of headlines on my backside. I thought that was great. I'm not Pavlov's dog. Won't drool on demand, holding my breath until I'm a bluish hue. Um, so uh, it goes from the dog to the rocking horse to the fishing, the, uh, the, uh, the crows, the scarecrow. So to me, it's like uh, uh, disjointed uh, views of his own reality, and he keeps reminding himself to focus. And um, these, and he compares these with test patterns on a television set. So, so that's that's my comment. I liked it. Thank you. Test patterns. Yeah, I like it too. yeah that's what they call color spectrum, babe. What do you think about this, right, Boston? Yay. Well, at the beginning, the test patterns, like, you know, it's been a while since we've seen that, but um, he goes into the static in the attic and the snow. It's like the test patterns is just like people would just watch them and, and kind of get mesmerized and get lost mm-hmm. in them and um, lost with them. So to me, it's like he's trying to clear his mind of all of that. Um, the crows remind me of, the crows remind me of the sheep and wolf clothing. Um, they, you know, being a Christian, they say the hypocrites are, there's plenty of them at church, you know, and I think in these times right now, I'm seeing more and more of that. Um, so the congregation of crows, there's a lot of people squawking, and um, I've gone through a situation where I had a roommate who claims to be a Christian and has stolen like $20,000 from me. So she plastered her Facebook with Christian memes, but she's a thief and a liar and um, all those kind of things. So, um, the part about the corner, I think there's just so much we can do, and sometimes that's all we can do because there's nobody really listening. Um, trying to focus, trying to trying to stay, I don't know, mentally sane. Trying to stay focused on on your task at hand, not to get like if you get attention deficit, not to get pulled in different directions because there's a lot of bling going on in the world and a lot of ugliness, and um, it can take you off your your own course. And I love the imagery with the newspaper. That was a great one. Um, and like I'm not going to tabloid dog. I'm not going to hold my breath for you to get better for it to get better. So I need to do what I need to do. And the rocking horse is like it's like when you, the rocking motion is how we cradle ourselves, how we calm ourselves. So mm-hmm. I think and the fishing, the fishing line is like fishing. It's like the river sticks, fishing, you know, fishing for something and life to hold on to. Um, so I, I didn't, I didn't find it as abstract as maybe you, because I think that way. So to me, I love. Yeah. Couldn't get enough. One of your best, Papa Chairman, like all of your work. So, uh, how about you, Corey? What's your reflection on this piece? Um, I have I've noticed something in this. Maybe I'm just looking at it for what it actually is rather than looking at the, the bigger purpose of the piece. But I've noticed in regards to talking about stuff like uh, utopia and fishing and laughter and soapbox and control, remote control and TVs, newspaper and 
uh, rocking and, and rocking horses. I've, I, I've kind of noticed a bit of a pattern here that it kind of symbolises age of maybe from infancy to childhood to teenager to adult. Uh, and it, it kind of like, it keeps going back and forth as well, so it's kind of like a yo-yo. Correct. Uh, uh, not to mention as well, the it, it, it's, it, it's got elements of dark. It's not as dark as Papa's normal stuff, which is a damn shame. Papa, throw me one, brother. But... Um, this is it's a really really nice piece and it's very thought provoking on on the understanding of it seems to be it's a whirlwind of emotions and a whirlwind of memories that are basically being crafted into one. So yeah, it's a really nice piece. But I do I do see the elements of age from infancy to teenager to uh, from infancy to childhood, teenager to adulthood. So I can see that myself and favourite line, I saw a scarecrow preaching from a soapbox to a congregation of crows out in the field. I thought that was absolutely fantastic. Brilliant, brilliant piece, Papa. Thank you, Gordon. You're welcome, brother. Alright, and uh, before we get our next comment, I just want to do my acknowledgements real quick. Before we uh, run out of two and a half hours and switch off to off-air time, I'd like to thank uh, Sunday Night Public Poetry, Miss Lil Boo, Made of Black by Metallica, Piano Instrumentals, Classical Music, uh, Score Sheets, Dennis Allen, Alaska, Eco-Conservatism, David Prophet, Eastern Food, Classic Model Mobiles, Lady A, Lion King, Boston, Wordsmith Vampire, Renewal of All Elemental Forces, Spring, Timothy at Club H, Grandmaster Flash and P, Titus Hewan, Quotes from Rolling Burrows by Custers of the World, Laughing Soul, We Are Gonzo's, Robin Williams, The Dead Poet Society, Jason Priestley by Gods and Monsters, Harco Parko, E1 Anonymous, P.M. Murphy, Weaver of Dreams, Papa Terminus being on the board, and The Legend in Person. So, uh, I was wondering, laughing soul, did you uh, manage to get back? Yes, yes. morning. Hi. Oh, it's morning for me. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Hi, soul. Hi, dear. Hi. Hello. Hi. <laughs> awesome. Who else here? I think we are almost done, right? The show is getting over or something. Did you happen to hear Pat? the last piece by Papa Terminus, Mrs. Soul? No, no, I just came in. Sorry. All right. Lady A, what about you and Papa Terminus' poem? Yes, I, um, let me see, I have it all formulated in my head. Um, you know, basically what I see in this is we give, we give our, you know, the metaphors are, are quite good in here, um, but it's about people and their relationships they can see. And, you know, I have run into so many 
negative people and been hurt by even more. And I have come up with this idea or this kind of mantra that I have now is that I'm not responsible for what they think or what they say. They're responsible. They will have to answer to their um, for themselves. We can only be responsible for ourselves. When we have a focus on people hurting us, and I'm talking to myself when I say this, is that it ha- we have a tendency that, and the danger of having it fester and and cause us to become bitter. And so um, I'm learning every day to let go of, of crap that's painful. Um, sometimes you want to just jump up and down and say, listen to me, listen to me, I just want to say, and it's impossible because they don't want to listen to us. <clears throat> I thought this was an interesting, the way you wrote it was interesting um, with the metaphor and ultimately um, it, your rocking horse has been broken for years and have been invited to swim in a dead sea, shaken awake from a slumber, embracing this dystopia and focusing on yourself. And, you know, I, th- I thought that you did a really good job in writing this. Beautiful feedback there. Yeah, I always touch myself. I almost broke down in tears. We still love Papa Germanus. But uh, let's carry on with the recital. Why don't we move? Do you have anything else to say, or are we going to move on to laughing show? Well, I was just going to say, you know, the whole rocking horse not me. You're kind of saying, like, hello, wake the fuck up. I was having to the kid or that other weird. The chip's been working the whole time. You have to be attention. I'm squeezing here. Like, when you're not even seeing me. Kind of what I'm seeing. And, um, Are you all your disregarded. Yeah. And um, it's a very emotional. Great job. You heard me, but okay, ready for soul. You ready, soul? All right, Blue. So we're gonna do Miss Soul. Yeah, you didn't hear what I said, or did you? I don't know. Something's missing there. Soul. Yeah. Soul, there's feedback coming on the line. There's a lot of feedback, guys. It's terrible. Yeah. Annoying. Yeah, very, very annoying. We tried, uh, like last time, sounds like college, but it was still there, boo. It sounds like a transformer arcing on the phone, is what it sounds like. An electric transformer. No, it's not you, boo. Raz, I've got an I've got an idea, bro. How's about we mute everybody minus? We um, did that. Mute, I tried uh, that. Ah, all right, fair enough. Oh, laughing souls muted. When I read, though, um, when you muted everything, I didn't hear any noise. It was after that I heard noise. Ah. 
one, one by one, everyone at the same time, and that little popping noise, whatever it is, kept on coming. Feel about laughing souls poem. 
I I liked it, and uh, I especially liked. I never wanted to clean dirty laundry or be that model model you fantasize seeing me. All I wanted was to have stretch marks, a gift of motherhood, a gift of womanhood. Uh, this is it's so rife with honesty, integrity, and um, uh, a person determined to to express that they wanted to be themselves instead of uh, uh, what somebody else wanted them to be. That was like an impossible task. Uh, climbing, uh, she didn't want to be a Sherpa uh, or a Yeti or a warrior instead of a soul carefree. So uh, I, I, I really like it because uh, these are the things that need to be said face-to-face with your partner. Stop trying to make me into what you want me to be and accept me as the person I am. Thank you. Definitely. You can only uh, be one person. You can't be what someone else says, like I was saying. I agree with Dennis Allen there. What do you think about this? Are you still on the line, E1? Yeah, I'm not here. I just wrote something for her, um, and I said this, uh, and this is why I'm saying this as well. You're worth every word of this. You speak for a lot of women, but the greatest woman that you speak of is a truth unconditional for yourself. Well written, and I'm so very glad. So very sorry for your pain. Yeah, I, I think that no one could ever have to suffer a long, drawn-out, anything like that. No one should have to survive anything. I am a firm believer about I come from a past that made me who I am today, but before that, my parents had a hard time with me. You know why? Because I had been through a lot before they got a hold of me. I didn't a hand of that kind of kid. Finally, they slowed down to my teens and listened finally. That's almost the scene. I think your writing is great, and I think you do write with a, a real firm direction that you're heading these efforts toward, and that's probably toward peace. That's all I can see. I, I, I'm really glad to read you. Thank you. Thank you, dear. Thank you. You are a treasure yourself. Thanks for being here. God bless you. All right. And what about you, Corey? This is a very heartfelt, um, basically being pulled on the heartstrings piece of poetry. This is a woman, I can honestly say this, this is a woman that has been hurt so many times that she's actually questioning... She, I bet she's got to the point where she's questioned her own existence, and now she's got past that part. She's thinking, she's actually thinking better for herself, but she's also feeling quite lost. And she's feeling lost in the aspect of all she wanted was the gift of uh, motherhood and a gift of womanhood. In other words, she, she's pining to be 
a doting wife and a doting mother, or at least a doting partner and a doting mother. She's pining to have the, the respect and the acceptance of being a woman without the restraints and the back, the back bash of people taking her for a, an absolute mug. Uh, this, this is a woman that's headstrong. She realizes what she wants, but she also realizes maybe at this moment in time, I now need to look at myself and not worry about other people at the moment because it seems to me that she wants acceptance, but she realizes at the moment that's not possible, and she's trying to accept the way and where she is in life at the moment herself, and hopefully within the near future somebody comes along and actually supports her, respects her, and loves her for being who she is, and that's ultimately her own personal self. Beautiful poem, Laughing Soul. Thank you for such a beautiful comment, my dear. You're very, very welcome. Yeah, it was very insightful of you to stay, Corey. As you see, everyone is trying to be as supportive as possible. You're, you're a sweetheart, Laughing Soul. You're definitely a heart and joy to all who know you. What do you think about this piece, Boston? I say you go, girl. <laughs> you let him have it, and it's like you know. I I don't I don't know how how more intimate than you can get by saying you wanted the stretch marks. I mean, to give a man a child is one of the utmost gifts of your heart, and you know you didn't want to do the laundry. I'm not. You're not here to be his maid, but um. You know, I just say, pour it all out, get rid of the crap, get rid of whatever is holding you back with the same kind of fierceness as you put into this right, and don't look back. You know, people like this that make you feel this way or that you've given yourself to, completely, almost like, you know, when Tony's right with that love, like, yours was one-sided. His, fortunately, is both-sided, where he can write the only way he can write that is because he has pain. So your heart is full of pain and like it's like a dissertation of everything you feel and so often that it's you know, targeted for if that's a really a person. I'm definitely going to if he's if he's if he's made you feel this way. So I just pray that you can move on and you can just kick him to the curb and not even give him another another thought, another um second of your time or another breath. You're too beautiful yeah. for that. You're such a darling. <laughs> I know you are hardly 30. Oh. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what did you say? What did you say? <laughs> I said just a probably 30-year-old. I know that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Thank you, Boston. Right, you're language, such language. a darling. Girls. Like, I so, wanted uh, to read it from the... Raz, uh, Would you like to respond to this piece by laughing so? Oh. <clears throat> uh, I think. Can you hear me? Yes, yes, yeah. you can. Sorry. Um, I think it was beautifully written, um, and full of um, genuine, genuine love of 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 herself. 
um, and showing that she's um, worthy of love from someone else. Um, I think for women, I don't know if it's the same for men. Maybe it is. But I think for women, you know, we, we, we have our hopes and our happiness set on having a man. It's like we're, we're not fulfilled unless we have a man. The children thing I understand because the clock does tick and there's only a certain amount of time that we can have children. <clears throat> but there's worse things, there's a whole lot worse things than being alone. Um, you can be alone in a in a relationship. You can be alone in a marriage. And very true. Yeah, and uh, uh, to me, and it's take it takes a long time to learn that. Um, I'm older than you are, um, but I think you know we can get to the place where we trust our own selves. We trust that we know better for ourselves and stop looking. We stop looking for. Uh, a man to make us happy because the only person that's going to make us happy is ourselves and right. and in the process of it all <clears throat> anyone that comes along into our lives after that is just icing on the cake we have to realize that we're worth more than finding somebody who doesn't treat us well and I know we can all sit there and say there were red lights flashing, telling us, stay away, it's not a good thing, and we just ignore those instinctive um, uh, feelings. So, it's, you know, we all have lessons to learn. This has been a hard one for you, but you're worth more than that. You're worth so much more than that. And this is where um, you begin to love yourself. And, and screw the rest because if they're not willing to to love you um, as they love themselves, yeah. you know this goes for men and women. Um, then you know it's just not worth it. It's not worth the agony of trying to make somebody love us when they don't. Um, you can't put a round circle in a square, no matter how hard you try. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like uh, my father is a mix of uh, everything like uh, a woman goes through, you know, especially in India uh, as a girl child, you know. Uh, today, like there are so many expectations, like a father wants his daughter to be a doctor or, you know, it's with men as well, you know. Yeah. Uh, the ambitions of parents are uh, kind of, you know, uh, in the school bag and hung on the child's shoulder not realizing what the child actually uh, wants to be. You know? And that's even today. Like in India, there was nothing. You just had to be a doctor or an engineer or, you know, uh, a I think you come from like, a part of the world that there's a tremendous amount of stress, much more right. for women yeah. in like your I country. know as a child, if I got 80% out of 100 in math, my dad would like, Hit me and tell me why not 90, you know. So I have, uh, uh, and I was a very carefree, very naughty child. And it happens, I think, it happens when you get married and then your husband leaves you for a girl because you have put on weight. And why? Because you 
a miscarriage, you know. So this has bits and pieces of my life in every different stage. Even today in my 40s, uh, you know, you get to hear harsh words from family. And I'm a very forgiving person. I wake up in the morning. Uh, I, I find my happy bubble, you know. And But there is a moment in your life when you stop forgiving, when you no more want to, you know. And uh, that's the most dangerous uh, threshold when you reach there. Uh, that's the most dangerous. Uh, but yes, that's when I think you start respecting yourself. And uh, um, But I'm a very people's person, you know. So this poem holds the pieces not only of me, of many women, you know. And, uh, I'm can, a very love-hungry person, you know. My... Food for my soul is love, and um, I, I have always given respect to the second place. Uh, so, and it was written to this quote actually: "There is no greater agony than bearing an untold story inside you." By Maya Angelou. So, thank you everybody for. Thank you so much. Sorry, I went a little personal. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're a beautiful soul. Thank you so much. Thanks. We love you so much, Soul, so don't worry. You, you've got a family here. And even even and this crazy so. Englishman respects even this crazy Englishman respects you and that's saying something. <laughs> Gosh, I'll start crying. Love you guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, we were going to do Boo's uh, piece, but right now we can't find the link, so I'm going to remind real quick. This is called The Hidden Woods. So uh, here's the poem, The Hidden Woods. Sidewalk accidental bump in public. Pickle Me Elmo takes the cold beer of the proposed six-pack. Encourages the gang of the commune community neighborhood prices on Cover Ridge. Ted Hut Power Station. Water the whole hole for $10. I'll spend every cent over a toll booth. Then the beggar attention span. Red team spearfishing. The doom is a scroller. A decent holiday road trip from hell. A million by the RVs to millions of desperate status. We don't pose a significant threat to interstellar travel. Alien life forms of massive cosmic proportions. Imagine the microtransmitter life, ASMI, laced with wild honey oats and the horse barley. A theory of everything applied in the dotted margin. Why was the contact recently hitting all the bases? Dyson Sphere, unselected G4s, plank platforms to open the cargo bay. Feral pigs rampaging, known as the most violent animals to man, as natural crimson storm abstract, the light year, dividend novas. Angus the rock by which swearing in blood is the hovering seahawk. Fiddler crab snaps, the sandcastle couple erected beaches canvas. Fill that bag of muck piled high sand. Keeping wizard, doubting Thomas cock crow, bullfinch harking. Until they're all serving you loneliness and showing you the doors. Cataract blemish, violent stigmata, corona rod cones, diomedes. Very... Field, buying frozen caddy with top down speed control, test drive cruise. Flashback 
point in Trail's transformation reanimation, the eleventh hour has preceded the Watchman Patrol. Swim. Swim. Fit is trimming to butcher the birthday cake icing pops. Arendelle Discovery by the end of March. Lucifer. Morning light. A red ship paradigm. The oldest 28 billion years old wandering star. Infinite nothingness. It is my turn to last to stay. Penance repeal repentance of the hunting. Diana's wood to immortalize constellations and peace. All right, Rev. And Boo, are you back? I think. I hope. Sorry. I don't know what happened. Yeah, the humming's gone from the studio. I got an update. The phone just updated in the middle of while I was doing what I was doing. That's what happened here. But, um, no, of course. Um, Lady A, what did you think of that, that poem? I don't have much voice right now, so you probably Boston will speak for you. Go ahead, Boston. Um, I got lost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just got lost. You got lost? Yeah. I guess that's uh, that's yeah. It's, I don't know. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. He, he takes a couple of years. Who's still here? I don't know, Raz. Is Corey still here? Oh, I'm honestly yeah, I'm still one. here. Okay. What did you I'm here, brother. Yeah, man. Raz control. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Corey. Hello. Oh, my bad. Sorry. I'll, I'll fo- right. Let's let, let's carry on. Um. I think it's a really nice piece, brother. Um, I I love the um, I love the take you've taken on this. It feels it feels like I mean when you mentioned constellations at the very bottom, I'm assuming that in regards to the name of the title, is it by any chance something to do with? Um, let me just have a look. It's looking as if to me like it's some kind of journey that you, you that you've been going on. Um something something that uh has happened over time, uh but in a short amount of time. Um there, there's a lot of uh, knowledge here as well in regards to like it says here, Arundel discovery by the end of March, Lucifer morning light. A red shift, paradigm, the oldest 28 billion years old wandering star. Infinite nothingness, it is my turn, alas, to stay. Penance repel repentance of the hunting in Diana's woods to immortalize constellations. I had a, a feeling somewhere in here there was also something to do with astrology as well. When you mentioned constellations, I was thinking stars, as in stars itself. So, uh, a bit of space in there as well. Um... Yeah, we, we don't pose a significant threat to interstellar, interstellar travel. Uh, I think it's a, just a really nice piece, brother, and uh, well done. And I'll, I'll be commenting right now, bro. Yeah, I, I could, you know, pretty much explain the whole thing, but then I guess it would kind of kill the point. Yeah, of let, me go. Let, me, let me go. Let me go. Let us go. Just be quiet, okay? Let us go. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'll shut up now. Yeah, please. Jesus. Okay, go ahead. So. Okay. Um, you gave the title, The Hidden Woods, and uh, B, you talk about the constellations and the stars. And somewhere you speak about loneliness. So what I get out of this is, you know, it's about uh, allowing the stars to guide you through the uh, through the roads and through the journey of life, you know, through the uh, uh, unseen, unknown uh, uh, complexities of life. And uh, this is what I I get from this poem because it is it was really very complex, Raz. You know. I think uh, this would, uh, it's, it's very complex, but this is what I get, that, you know, uh, uh, seeking the help of uh, guidance of the stars to guide you to your journey of life. Thank you. I think that this is about love and love lost, maybe, or you think is lost, possibly, and um, you know, this person or whatever, just <laughs> a little bit is enough um, for you, and that's sort of like what sustained you, kept you um, going. I like the line breaks. I will tell you, that's much better than the one long paragraph. Thank God. Um, yeah, that was much easier to read. Um, so, let's see. Yeah. And then discovery, like the things that you found out about yourself, you learned along the way, and that maybe helps come out of your shell, as you can guess. Um, and then you need this thing to survive. Um, and how much it means to you, you know, significant uh, treat to interstellar travel, maybe that's across miles, you know. You think there's a lot going on, as everyone else does, but... There's, um, I think, an intimacy and a deepness here in this piece. I don't know, it could be wrong. But, yeah, once you get to, like, stanza by stanza, you can see that, I think. And then um, the hidden woods, I'm not sure about the title. Or does that say wounds? My eyes are so tired. Does it say woods, right? Hidden woods. <laughs> I'm thinking nursing. I'm like, it's wounds, Jesus. Okay, so, yeah. I'm not sure what the woods is for, but other than that, I don't know. I think that's... That's what I get, anyway. So, what's up with the title? Hit me. No, you see, there's this whole theory on uh, outer space, and it's treated as the Drake equation, where if there's intelligent life in the universe, then there's a mathematical probability <laughs> of how it can find or search out other interstellar frequencies. And so uh, the woods is like a metaphor for that outer space. With those you're talking about two people, right? Really finding each other. That the under. I mean, yes. no, that's nowhere near. Uh-huh. Well, that's, that's just uh-huh. Uh-huh. Then I'm all fucked <laughs> up. Then. Then I just know. I suppose I wasn't far off then, Raz. I wasn't. I wasn't too far off. Yeah, Corey had. So I was WCF. I wasn't either. I was WCF. You get our brains back and like, oh, just yeah. up, dude. This so. time we love your love poetry. How about how about this? How about you read a love yeah. poem, okay, ladies? Let's, then uh-huh, you'll see them. We'll all be able to comment. Pick a love one. Pick yeah. a love one, Raz. So we can for real. You heard Raz. Uh, 
Yeah, he, he writes because love poetry really, really lost, good. All the ladies are lost. We want to hear something else. Come on, <laughs> get, I'll get one if you don't want to get it. That's one thing that, that's one thing that I cannot do very well at all. I'm not even going to get I'm going to read. I don't care. It doesn't matter. I'm going to read one if have you read one of your love poems so we can, you know, you deserve to be read and understood. Just that, you know, sometimes it's not, you can't just read this kind of stuff right off the cuff, you know what I'm saying? So how about if we uh, just take on actual little... Okay. Yes, I'm sorry, sorry, that's Dave. Dave could understand that he's major science. Is Dave still on? <laughs> yeah. Is Dave, no, Dave dropped. Yeah. So anyway, Rez, I'm going to have yeah, you pick all one. that. <laughs> I'm on. Yeah. I'm, I'm anonymous. Also, is anonymous. Okay, you hit us anonymous while I get the other poems. Yeah. Enlighten us, please, because I feel like an asshole. Go ahead. Enlighten us with what? The uh, comment on the right, Rez is right. A comment you need from me? Yeah, please. Yes, please. Oh, oh okay. Well, I just honestly think Braz is so incredibly smart. He blows me away with just some of the ideas, and they're not far-fetched because they're open. As he presents them, they're open-minded for everybody to discover with him what he's, what, what he's coming to see. Incredible how he does it because he uses um, his intelligence as a platform toward peace is from what I can tell. Um, and there's nothing greater than that as a writer, a person, as a child or a friend, you know. Um, that's pretty neat. Um, I wish more of us could do that. He's not afraid to show how smart he is. I am as, as a writer um, myself. That's one of my pride issues that I have. But he's not. He has no. Yeah, he doesn't hold on to that. He wants. He wants what he wants, and you can tell he's very um, well versed in the English language, at least. Um, some of the words I haven't heard before, um, which is interesting. I, and that's just a corner, a, a big old smorgasbord of things that I could learn from this man. You know, as far as wordings, as far as why they were placed, the way they were placed in the writing, he knows. Um, I wish I, I, think, I wish all of us would sit down and get to know how somebody first looks at writing, at a writing, and then finishes a writing, begins and finishes a writing. Um, I like the way he does things. Very intelligent. Um, and that's not to be frowned on. Very intelligent. Wonderful. Good job, Russ. I'm not proud of it. I'm aggravated with myself that I don't get it. Like, I always get stuff because I want to get it. But, anyways. It, it was you and Adam who took pieces for heartbreak. I, I heard it from a couple of other people who have been exposed to the poem. that's yeah. on love. But, honestly, the subject matter here is astrophysics, what I meant okay. by Kitten Woods. Well, how about if you read your new, your new front page pick? I put it on the board for you. All right. Read that one. So we can all Let's get it. On the point. I, I don't want to be the center of attention here, guys, but you know, wants to read this quote for you. So uh, this was my front page pick. I think it's great. I read it to me. I think it's great. 
It's beautiful. Everyone will get it, so that's good news. Okay, hit it. Surrender. She rises like a morning dove. The previous dawns all weep and blush. The mother of all creation is a woman who upholds the concerto libretto, the crooked men made of solar dust. Nature is ravaged naked by comparison of her cordial and prompt movements. The inspiration to go on living is part of the sacred bond, profane which loathes the orange-crushed diadem. Fifty-foot wells attend the resident city walls by which she would shrink off death with a staring conscious kiss. Her shame thinking of others was the proposed solution of denial of silences. She rose like an olive branch, fills the humid desert to blossom to lavish wilderness. I recognize the absent negation in the rapture of surrendering, surrendering to ethereal bliss. And poem. There you go. Boom. Oh, Lady. Uh, I think I've heard it for the first time. And trust me, yeah. as you know, uh, every time you read this, it's in a, a higher level, a different perspective. You know? This is such a gorgeous poem of yours. I mean, it's such a pleasure. It's a mm-hmm. picture, yeah. I mean, to see a woman with so much of her passion, compassion, and you know, her worship—it's uh, like you know, when you want to uh, give her your all. This is this is beyond. This is so sensitive, you know. It it moves me every time I read this. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like Indeed. an inspiration, a benchmark for somebody to, uh, you know, love a woman. Yes, it's true. You know, when you think of a woman, it's a place of not just philosophers to understand there's a certain wisdom there, which is kind of like the whole heart of this piece, surrender. Yeah. Lady A, what do you and think of it? Thanks, heart, you know, it's like because when we write something, it's it's a major reflection of what we are. So, cheers, my mm-hmm. dear. Cheers. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thought was, <laughs> I thought it was sorry, very lady. beautiful. Yeah, I'm not really. <laughs> sorry, 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 I forgot my bad. I thought it was okay. I did um, think it was very beautiful, and um, I. Don't feel bad if people can't understand your scientific mind. Um, but I'll tell you, pick Dave Prophet's mind and you'll get along. He's very, very smart that way, too. And so, you know, he writes things that go completely over my head uh, because it's all scientific. So there are those scientists out there that appreciate what you do. And this romantic side was a treasure and a, a treat to listen to. Boston. Yeah, I understood it. (laughs) 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 Um, It was beautiful. She rises like a morning dove, which you start off with. But, you know, first it's surrender. So for men (laughs) and women. Yeah. But um, if we... We have to surrender our inhibitions. If it's somebody we want to be with, we have to surrender all that would hold us back. Um, and you end with that, you know, and in order for a serial bliss, you know, the only way you can get there is if we get out of the way of ourselves. 
Um, I love the vision of the last stanza where she rose like an olive branch, fills a humid desert to blossom into lavish wilderness, which it's like, um, to me, it's like it, the beauty, but then the wild side comes in, you know, where you get that, you know, boog, you get your freak on. But um, so I think, you know, I, I think you it's provocative in that way, but at the same time, you, you, you just see her as um, this beauty that you don't want to negate, but you, you want to um, honor and to um, place her in high esteem. So I think she yeah. is that morning dove, so it's beautiful. Yeah. Yay. Thank you. Corey. You're welcome. What do you think of Mushy Gushy Raz over here? Just kidding, Raz. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. I didn't understand it myself. Are you serious? Uh, but honestly, I'm being honest. I'm being honestly, hundred percent truthful. I didn't want. I didn't want to bullshit him. I wanted to be honest. And um, there, there was some elements that I didn't understand, and some of some of the. Uh, some of the uh, the wordplay is absolutely beautiful. Um, I'm trying to understand it. I've just been, I've read it about three or four times just now, and I'm trying to understand it. Maybe I'm just not good at metaphors. It's okay. But uh, okay. It's, regard, regardless, though, Raz, regardless, though, Raz, it is a lovely piece, and I do like the sim the symbolism behind it. But it's very mystique. To me, it's very mystique because. I can't get my head around it, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> and we thought the it's first one was you hard. Know, <laughs> you, you know what's been good about this? It's brought on all kinds of conversation. And so when you can move other people, even if they don't understand it, gives great <gasps> fodder for, for discussion. And that's great. Agreed. Yeah. And you know, don't worry if you can't get it. I I I get pissed at myself when I don't get it, but because I feel like God, you should know. Everybody else knows, but then you know, everybody sees it different, so we shouldn't really get that way. But you know, I mean, sometimes it's really difficult. I'm always like that. And plus, you know, it's hard to answer right away. You know what I mean? I gotta read it a couple times, think about it. That's what's weird, lady. I got the um, whole like. Um, what do you call it? The other site because you, they don't post the poems. You can't see them, and it's yeah. rough for me because I got to take notes and I got to write it down. And um, it's, yeah, so I'm not too good with memory things as it is. But you know, anyways, anonymous. What did you think of this lovely yeah. front page pick of that? Oh, from all the front page pick. Yeah, I commented on that earlier today. Um, you know. That's the first time I actually saw him um, let go and even possibly allow himself to be vulnerable. If you can do that, you can learn an immense amount, everything that you'll ever need to know, you know. Um, but we got to slow yeah. down and get something and listen first. He listened to his heart. He wrote his heart, and it was very well exemplified on the page. And mm. I don't think any of us writers can ask for any more than that. You know, I think he yeah. did a, a really fun job. Real fine. 
You're so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed, Res. I mean, this, you know, this is, I've nominated this like four times before they finally put it up there. But, um, you know, we're used to seeing you do your stuff so deep. And so, I mean, and just the name, surrender, like um, Boston said, giving it up, you're laying it down, you're willing to be vulnerable, willing to to let it hang and, and be, you know, weak, not weak in a weak, bad way, but weak in a good way. And, like, the admiration here is incredible. She rises like a morning dove. Like, she's a badass right out the gate, you know? And then, like, the whole thing is this float wells, altered resident city walls. Um, uh-huh. The olive branch I love. It's a me, which you don't see many of yours. No offense, I'm just saying. You get, you know. This is lovely. I think any woman would love to have this written for her or about her, um, you know, the admiration. And then ethereal bliss at the end being like, who said they're getting their freak on? Somebody said they're getting their freak on. Um, I said. I don't know if that's the tentative. <laughs> Too funny. Yeah, hey, yeah, that's Sorry. ethereal bliss, you know. So. Blooming. <laughs> yeah. Yay, wait, we all need it. It blossomed into lavish wilderness. That's beautiful. Yeah. Soon worthy panty dropper rest. Yep. Freak on. Coming up after that. I just wonder if there's a lot of all of you to the center of attention here. We we have to proceed with our recital. <laughs> I'm embarrassing him now. I'm sorry, Raz. I'm gonna stop. I'm back. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, it's true though. I mean, you know, I mean the good poem does wonders for women. Um throwing that out there. Anyway, um, so I think I'm done with Hanzo's in a minute, maybe. Oh, no, it's still downloading. I'll just do mine, and then we'll end with his, because I'm having a hard time converting SoundCloud to MPC. Uh, I'm working on it, though. Okay, so, it's not really on what anymore. Doing, it's, 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 it's on, like, the sense of being tranquil. You saw the authors, you know, right? Even yeah, yeah. Love yeah. I prefer to call it a love Serenity. Poem. Right. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but it's, it could be either way. Why, why are you saying she then? Yeah, um, I mean, it's on someone, but at the same time, it's on serenity. Right. So serenity is like deep love, deep feeling. I mean, in my opinion, your contentment, right? So. But you're making it seem like I'm just throwing myself out there for anyone to read the poem and possibly I don't know. Have any thought of that whatsoever? <laughs> How take would you take a number? Yeah. Well, you know, either way, you're still exposed by the words that you've written there. What are we gonna say, G? Yeah. Can you help me out over here. What are we gonna say? Watch. Oh, watch. Uh-huh. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. I thought you said something. We're gonna say something else. Um, no, I said okay. I said enough. I, it's just that you know those who don't know the music, yeah, the music. Doing it wrong. I'm, wrong. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm striking out tonight. Striking out. Okay. Now, well, if you're going you to push me, you work. know, I'll let the cat out. So <laughs> let's let let just go to the. <laughs> let's go to the. So anyway, mine's like real easy to understand. I think so. You know, I'll dumb it down for y'all. <laughs> I'm going to even go there. Anyway, so I'm just trying to do something. So this is um, <laughs> fragrant choices. Oh shoot, I got to make my font bigger. Too blind right now. 
Um, okay. Okay. Fragrant oysters. Okay. If love was a color, what one would you choose? A bright red bouquet or ocean full of blue? The color of fall on a soft afternoon, or would you decide on the color of your <laughs> Sorry. Would it be a deep green of a walk in the park or a brilliant sunset as the day is growing dark? Maybe the color that bees each inside of the heart with so many colors, where would you start? Could could it be a color of spring if her flowers set bloom, a gold wedding bells ring on a Sunday afternoon, a mud red country road on which to whistle a tune? Or would you pick them all if only you could choose? And poem. Well, hmm. yeah, so that's that's a very good finally. question. If you had a choice, which way would you go? It's kind of a, a bit of a take there on Robert Frost. You know, that uh, I, I reached that moment in life where I could have made a left or a right, and all of that made a difference. So uh, what do you think, Boston, on this piece by Booth? Well, you know, the last thing is, if you could choose, if you could choose them all, I mean, why would we want to choose them all? Yeah. Um, I mean, come on. Only a fool would say no to that. But um, <laughs> it was a pretty beautiful description. If love was a color, I mean, what would you choose, and how would you see it, and what would you bleed through? So it's a beautiful thought, you know. Um, and I think just the things that you bring into that are visually um, inspiring and something to, you know, take note of, like the afternoon, the color of, the, uh, color of fall, the sunset, the park, um, the wedding bells. I would love to see a handheld here, you know, or just something that's real intimate, that, as soft as um, a touch, you know. Um, yeah, I can remember, you know, like, you know, when you get to a point in your life and when your mom becomes your enemy? Mm-hmm. Or yeah, you think she's I got that right in the teeth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I can remember, and this is how with that thought. Um, I can. My mother um, has passed away, and she was my best friend. Um, I can remember a time when, um, like my daughter and I, we just cut heads a little bit. But there was yeah. one time we were sitting in church, and I took her hand, I held it. I remember that. That is something yeah, that. I can I can put it in a glass jar and look at it all day kind of thing. So that yeah. that that human touch um, would be what I would color love with, you know, that just that 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 touch. So anyway. No, okay. I feel you because I my daughter and I used to go to church all the time too, and then that's like the time the cell phone was off. We were snuggling, you know, her head was on my shoulder. We're getting close, you know, quiet, and just like together. That's, uh-huh. you know, the times that you hope that I miss. Now, today she's 18 years old and she barely talks to me, but, you know, I'm working on that. But, yeah, I feel you. I'm 36. You. Yeah. I'm a good babysitter, yeah. though. And I do a laundry <laughs> in the house, but, you know. Wow. Can you come over here? No. Anyway. It's thank one you. of those all kids, they reject their parents in their late teens and then change their mind by their early 20s. Well, you know, I even baked her a cake for me. She hasn't even been home. I don't even know where she is. Yeah. No, yeah. no way. So, they can't who they're going to be, though. So that's, it's not you. It's just they're trying to stand on their own and trying to find who they are. So it's not really much about you as much as about what they're trying to do and creating yeah. who they are. So. 
she doesn't have to do it with the attitude though, you know what I mean? But um just got What's this on your on your daughter, Blue? She just got an attitude, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> anyway, that's a whole other thing. Never mind. But don't we all? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. I used to go, I used to I used to smack my tongue like at my mother. Oh my gosh, if my dad did it to me, I'd, well, I wouldn't slap it, but I would want to. It's terrible what we put our parents through. Or roll our eyes. Come on, we've all been there, right? Yeah. You know what? My, I hate to text um, <laughs> Yeah. I have a daughter that's addicted to drugs, and the last thing she said to me, and it was a year ago was a fuck off you piece of shit. Yeah, that's and, terrible. And she's not a teenager. And right. so, you know, you can love your kids <clears throat> treat them the way they need to be treated. Love them, protect them, shelter them, teach them. And you're not guaranteed anything. And uh yeah. It's a hard road when you have things like that happen. And um, anyways, I won't say any more because there's, it's just been a, it's a hard road. And when you think about all of the things and how much you love them and they don't love you back and there's not a thing you can do about it, you can plead and cry and go on and there's nothing you can do about it. So when they're teenagers, it's a normal it's a normal growth and development stage where they think they know everything. But when they're thirty and forty years old, no. Yeah, that's true. But you know, if I would have said half the shit she says to me to my mom, I would be dead. There'd be no way in hell. Like so, you know. But uh, I, I hear yeah, you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, I hear you. Well, you know, I told her, you know, if you're, you know, if you're gonna, if so grown, you're 18 now, so you can get going. Then, you know, you want to go make it, go make it. Here, yeah. your suitcase. You'll be back, I guarantee. You know what I mean? <laughs> but um, so anyway, I baked her a cake last night, and she hasn't even. I don't even know where she is. She's not even home. So, but thank you. Kids are hard. Well, they don't tell you all this shit when you put they put that little baby in your arm. Yeah, and that seems like yesterday. And my kids were stuck to me like glue, like they were Her too. so yeah. yeah, like it's really hurtful. Yeah. Well, I, I look at my grandfather, and I, you know, uh, that was what the poem was. You know, when I was talking about washing dirty laundry. You know, your loved ones, they don't realize what they say. And because we love them, we keep forgiving. You know, this is the boundary of uh, words that we're talking about. And uh, I think, you know, love has that power that you can, you know, forgive and forget to the extent of your soul being ripped apart. That is love, you know. You know, uh, uh, according to me, Boo, your poem is so beautiful. But love, according to me, is colorless, just like the air that we breathe. You know, it is so important, but doesn't choke you with its presence. You know. Well, there's so there's a feeling because I'm at the you, end of it now. Like I can't do it anymore. I can't get kicked right. in the face anymore. Right. It's too much. Right. 
Right. Yeah. That's that's the most dangerous threshold where one person reaches because that's the time when you are hung to the last cord, you know. So the person gives you his hand and you know brings you up back and you are together again or the cord just breaks so that is the most uh, uh that's last leap and but we can still stay hopeful that's what i said you know love is something which you color uh the way you both feel you know and the color bring you together not uh, tear you apart yeah be the color of love red can also be danger so uh, love you. in itself this your poem is beyond beautiful my darling oh, thank i'm you. actually going to give a very fun comment i mean you know i can't resist it but uh, should i go <laughs> okay. according to it was like uh, for it all depends from which country present lover is from you know <laughs> So the, the love of the ocean, the love of the desert, the love of uh, you know the flower of that country, and I have seen somebody uh, jump from India to Caribbean to you know I don't know where. Suddenly the poetry changes, you know. So love, uh, I don't know if it is love or what, you know. Even the gemstones change and the colors change of those gemstones and so for some people it is it, love has actually no meaning you know so you get me girl right yeah yeah those excuses are coming they're not the real thing <laughs> yeah it was all bullshit so you just be who you are you are amazing who and oh yeah love is the color of your heart which is beautiful Thank you. Thank you so much, Phil. So, Corey, let's uh, have a male perspective on Boo's right. I think it was a very uh, beautiful, intense, invigorating, passionate piece of poetry. Uh, I, I love the, uh, the 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 flow of the piece. I, I love the uh, the euphemisms that are used inside the uh, the piece as well. Uh, if love was a colour, my personal preference is if love actually was a colour, it probably would be white. And what I mean by that is, is it, white is like obviously heaven. It's the innocence. So to me, it's, it's just innocence. Um, would it be the deep green or of a par- or of a walk in the park or brilliant sunset as the day is growing dark? This this has got elements of. I, I, you see, in this one, I actually see this as obviously, yes, it shows its nature, but at the same time, it also shows this is definitely a form of love poetry, and it's very nicely done as well. Uh, so, and basically, the comment that I just put to Boo was, beautifully written in delivery, a intoxicating vividness or scenic, the colour of love is human being and all creatures, great and small. Absolutely amazing. Well done, Boo. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Great comment. Thanks so much, everybody. Sorry to be down in this one. Sorry. Irv, 
perfect, Corey. I'm here. B1, you still there? I'm still here. Yep, buddy. Yep. Um, and I'm going to get B1 too, B1. He's been here the whole time, you know? Yeah. B1? So what are we doing? Uh, are you commenting on Boost Piece? And do, do you want one of you to before we close the show? I couldn't hear that last part. What? Do you want one of yours read before we close the show? You just post the link on the board to read. Yeah, I've got I've got one. I thought it would be pretty neat because I think it goes along the lines of everything we talked about tonight. Um, yeah, we're yeah, overtime I hours now. I, I think his. Uh, I, I think I'm not his. Uh, what am I saying? Her uh, writing is amazing. She's always impressed me every time I listen. Read, get a glimpse or anything. Um, she's honest, and she—I see no place in here that would lead anyone toward anything but a full understanding of what she's talking about. Um, I have a hard time getting to that point in my first um, stands if I write one, uh, let alone let alone the rest of it. So. I, I am always, I get, I'm not necessarily, I appreciate when people know what they're doing and they can do it well. They don't boast about it. They don't beat their chest. They present it as another perspective, you know, to take into life. Um, and she's always good. Her, her perspective is very open-minded. So she's honest, open-minded, and I bet you also that she's willing to do anything that she can within reason for anybody. Um, that's why I like her. She's honest. She's open-minded. She's willing. And the first letter of those three words spell how. And maybe that's just how to live. You don't see many people doing that naturally, but I see her doing that. I see her doing that and everything. She writes and speaks and does. And if you can do that, you've gotten somewhere in life. I believe in it. That's just me, though. Um, but I've always been impressed with you writing. Oh, you're so sweet. Great job, bro. Great job, bro. Thank you, Lonnie. Oh, thank you so much. You gave me a smile. Thank you. Everybody, thank you. You're an inspiration to everyone who knows you, boo. That's what I always say. <laughs> Still working on Gonzo, so doing. Um, I'm still working on. Do you have uh, the poem that you want to share? Yes, I did. I I I did just one second poem. Um, I pulled this up. Okay, good. I think I've got Post it here. the link on the board and then proceed to read here if you can, please. Taking the podium. I am. Right here. I just put it on the board. Um, does anyone want to read this for me? I can if you want. All right. We can, we can find a really reader. Corey. Can you read it? Oh. Corey. Okay. Corey. Yes, brother. Yeah, could you read E1's piece for us that's on the board? No, not a problem. Not a problem. Let me just refresh the page. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, buddy. Not a problem, not a problem, sir. Okay, just make sure I've got the right one. Here we go. 
Nice to meet you as well, sir. Okay, here we go. Okay. At a glance, or written through, the eyes of any mental illness by E1. I was just glancing at the bottom of this page at all of the so-called famous poets. They're all of the greatest, including Henry or Harry Van Dyke. Hey, wait. How does a Harry Van Dyke become famous? Hey, really, for me. It's all for whatever works for the time and day, so what the, the hey right. All that I know is that if Harry Van Dyke can become famous, I know now that any of us can. So let's keep our chin up, friend, okay? Hey, so what's up with that gracious gentleman, Mr. Wadsworth Longfellow? I mean, what suggestion or advertisement, rather, I bet that he just spilled himself all over the pages and the good folks back then, in that time. Just love this. Yes, they probably all lapped him right up, lol. Oh, and what about that good old Aunt Sexton? We all know what they were probably into. Hey, and yes, let's still not forget as well, Sir Whitman, as a man, I feel that they carried within them the honest wit of them all. Hey, but this is all if any of us were to judge any book by its cover. Oh, oh goodness. I just looked at the bottom of this page again. This turns out that this was Harry Van, Henry Van Dyke, not Harry Van Dyke. Hey, but I'm still hoping that you get the point anyway. M poem. Signed anonymously. Uh, thanks for that. Okay, that was... Uh... Definitely interesting you won on all these literary turns and uh, how did those names become famous? It's quite a, a good question, but at a glance, you know, this sounds a little cliche. You can't judge a book by its cover, can you? What do you feel about this piece, Corey, since you read it for E1? Um... It comes across as a, a fan. Uh, it, it, it sounds like it sounds like a, a fan that's been inspired by a, a said poet and and said great literatures. Um, it comes across as uh, somebody that knows some of the uh, the the older poets. Uh, somebody that respects the older poetry and basically has a symbolization for the older poetry as well. All in all, I think it's a really nice piece of poetry, and thank you for sharing, E1. I thank you very much for reading it for your comments, sir. It's good to meet you, Corey. That is Corey, right? It is Corey, sir, yes. Yes, our new host. Yes, yes, yes. I don't, don't like to call people out of their names. Thank Thanks you. so much thank for reading So, uh, Lady A, very welcome, I hear sir. that you're going to bed. Would you like to say a few words on this? Before you leave? Hey, me. Well, if I can squeak it out, I am. Her voice is going away. I don't have any voice. Her voice is going away. I've enjoyed every poem that I've heard, but I have no voice left. What did you do? So sorry to hear about 
a flutter in somebody's heart. It is the same thing, you know, uh, with art. You know, simplicity uh, speaks for itself. And uh, it, this is, uh, this does talk to me in uh, these facts. Uh, Thank you so much. You know, this is this is the the thing. I'm on medicine for the way I write um, because I get sometimes I can't tell the difference if it's real or false. Um, that's just my mental illness I have. But uh, I do enjoy yeah. the mania, and this is one of this is one of my mania poems. Um, I felt good for a minute, even with these broken ribs. And got some stuff accomplished today, and was happy. So, um, but this you is where I, I start. I'm sorry. You just talked about me I being honest, you. but you're honest. You talked about me being honest, but you're honest in all of your poetry. You know, mental illness. A lot of people don't want to talk about it. They don't even want to go there. And I give you a lot of credit for doing that because I could talk about that for days. Um. You know how misunderstood and, and judgmental people are with that. You know what? You're an excellent writer. You've got a huge heart. You you tell the truth in all your poetry. You're inspiring. And you don't know. You're a sweetheart. But besides that, your voice is heard. Don't ever think it's not. Why I always love you and stalk you to come on the show um, because <laughs> we like your comments and I love how you number all your poems. That's a cool idea. But you know, this is decreasing as time goes on, but it's not still not fully understood. And you own it, you admit it, and you talk about it. And, and I give you credit for that, big time. And um, you know, you've got Anne Sexton in there, and you've got all the legends, Mister Wisworth. I mean, it's just as intelligent poetry, just like you are. Don't tell me you're so short, my friend. And uh, we love having you around here. It's a beautiful job. Yeah. It's nice to be asked back somewhere. I didn't used to be. Oh, You're always welcome. So that's a great compliment. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> yes, you are. Very okay. Now that I'm back from Hawaii enough for today, I will. <laughs> so, thank you so much, uh, Anonymous. Uh, Raz, we're just going to pick thank one you. of Gonzo's because we've had it with this one. Oh, hey, we should let Lady A listen. I mean, uh, Rat Boston listen to the other one from Rat uh, Gonzo. Remember, Lady A, don't say anything. You know the one. <laughs> I won't go there, though, if I can. Yeah, so we're going to end the show with Gonzo no. and then uh, say our goodnight. Yeah, I'm going to do by Gonzo. I'm just going to pick one because I can't get this one to translate, convert. I tried seven times. <laughs> Sorry, Gonzo, so we're just going to pick one. Pick one and I'll get the poem. You pick one from the studio. I'll get the phone. He's got plenty in there. I highly recommend the hurricane one, but just saying. Wow. Did you find uh, the poem? You shouldn't stare at the circus. shouldn't stare at the circus. Hey, uh, uh, hey, did you all read Weaver of Dreams? Huh? Did you all say Weaver of Dreams? She had a SoundCloud. She was like, Weaver, uh, Weaver Drain. She was like, last time everyone thought I'm a guy, but my name is Kate. I'm well, a woman. You, you know what? <laughs> no, there's, there's, no, there's some her that center. wanted to read her today. We did, I don't think we read her yet. I um, think she, she got a SoundCloud. You know, I told her, uh, 
you, uh, you know, send your SoundCloud so we'll know you're a woman. <laughs> no, I think it's at the top. Like, she sent it to me separate now. I don't see her because I told her she'd send me back a link. Um, yeah, no, I'll get that no worries. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, we read, we read Weaver, but no, there's another one. She sent it to me. Um, I'll have to get that in a second. But which poem do you want? Uh, right? Yeah. Instead of you should have said circus, let's go with a real classic, Weird Gonzo. You are the real monster. I think that's oh, one of my favorite one. tracks. Yeah, that's yeah, you're one. the real monster. I love that one. Okay, I'll get that in a second. Come on. Hold on. This, oh, Lady A's going to love this one. She's still here. Uh, okay. Lady A has gone to sleep for the night, boo. Oh, boss. You know, well, they're going to like it here. This is really a clever fucking poem, in my opinion. Okay, so. I'm getting it right now. It's, it's, it's here. Yeah. All right, play it. All right, here we go. Gonzo. Yeah. Hello? I know. There's been some kind of delay okay. here. Okay. If it doesn't play, I'll read it then. Um, <laughs> next I think he does so performance. Uh, so if it's not playing, then do it on the next show, the first thing. It's a YouTube video, and I can't, I'm having problems with the YouTube uh, converter right now. I don't think he would mind if we read it and then played it again next time, but... Um, yeah. I mean, I want to do something of his, so... How about... Yeah. Can you read this, G? And then I'll play it next time. Don't be mad at me, Gonzo, but I just want to get something read of yours, okay? So, you're going to love this poem. It's so good, G. Can you read it, G? James who? Are you rather... In... Oh, there it goes, me. Okay. I don't know if you can hear me or what. <laughs> who, who, me? Me? Yeah. Okay, I'll read it. Never mind. Okay. This is called You Are the Real okay. Monster. And I will play it. I'll play it also next time. But this is just, I want to play something of his and not leave him off. So if he gets mad at me, he's going to get mad at me. Me. So that's all right. Um, okay. So many hours spent harnessing the wheat store. Murderous thoughts left silently, pending, hacked until whatever this is, unknown. Saucy deserves a violent ending. Surely deserves, I'm sorry, a violent ending. I shouldn't have read this one because I can't see very good. No, because the episode's ended, boo. Yeah. Okay, just read it. Read it, Raz. Just read it, Raz. Read it for him, please. Just read it. Which one? Do you want me to read it? What the fuck? Somebody can read it. God damn it. Okay. Let me know the link. Do you want me to read it? On the board. It's on the board. I hope it, it records anyways, but it says the episode ended, Booth. So, well, still, you know what? He deserves to get some comments because that's two shows in a row now. He got left off. He's going to be. I'll read it. You are the real monster, but we all gone so. Many hours well, spent harnessing the murderous thoughts left silently intending, hacked until identities unknown, surely deserving a violent ending. Oh my, who do I spy? Skulking in the shadows behind, you've been found, but now I now find we have no more time. This marks the beginning of something terrible, something primal, something unforgivable, something vile. 
so easily lost in narrow paths, slipping bodies in places rats to find, frying bacon after an arrow nap, asking questions that split young minds. The fence deserving but a line has been crossed. They cannot begin to understand what I have lost. While they were seeking fun with reckless abandon, I mourned my son with no apology for what they'd done. With world perspective turned upside down as what's left of my thoughts tumble across the ground. My sweet boy Jason was just a child, too shy to play and too meek to smile. You are the corrupter of his innocent soul. Now you deserve every reap that's been sown. The monster Pamela Voorhees deserves no rest underground. Ask what you would do if they stood by laughing and pointing as your precious child drowned. And home. Yikes. Yeah, and as it was, I know we've been through this discussion, but uh, by the 13th, it had an effect on my generation when we were kids. So I, I can appreciate this right, Jason Voorhees. Uh, I think uh, those who saw the series when they were young, how can they not help but uh, sometimes reminisce on Crystal Lake? Do you have any perspective on this, Corey? Did you see Friday the 13th over there in the U.K.? Yeah, I've seen I've seen nearly all the films, but the thing is, I uh, as I got older, I realized like a like a fucking idiot when I was a child, I watched a lot of horror films. I watched a lot of Freddy Krueger. Uh, I watched a lot of Jason. I watched so much stupid shit. I mean, I was a big fan of the Scream franchise. Um, I have pseudo psychosis. So I don't watch horror films as much anymore because, unfortunately for me, if I watch them, I tend to try to act them out in my head, and it makes me want to act them out for real. So I don't do it. At JCPenney's Memorial Day sale, sizzling deals are on with store-wide doorbusters all weekend. Or bring home savings up to 50% during our Memorial Day home sale. Save even more with your coupon. And for all former and active military personnel, enjoy an extra 10% off in-store. Just show a valid military or VA ID at checkout. Shopping is back. JCPenney. Coupon valid on select styles through 530. Some exclusions apply. Doorbusters valid 526 through 530 and excluded from coupons. See store or jcp.com for details. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Hi, it's Carl Deichler, CEO of Beachbody, and I'm giving away 10,000 free memberships a week to try our amazing Beachbody fitness and nutrition programs. Pick any program and just follow it step-by-step, like our 21-Day Fix program or the Ab Shredding Muscle Burns Fat program. Plus, there's free support in personalized fitness groups with our community of over 2 million members. Now is the time, so don't wait. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great.